So, Asif, there's a there's a rumor going around. I don't know if you've heard this. What's the rumor? That Sea of Thieves might have been, could have been, should have been a Donkey Kong game. Oh yeah, I I actually <gasps> I I've, I've heard about it. I read about it on the Shack News on, on the ShackNews dot com. Yeah, it was basically um, a really in depth, oh, deep dive, meticulously researched and cited. Yeah uh games journalism investigative games journalism. i would say it's almost like super mega investigative yeah you know with uh, with like 64-bit uh technology we've got like cnn and the hill and the new york times like can you share your investigation algorithms yeah and i i also linked microsoft yeah when you link a microsoft website it adds a little bit of, of uh prestige to the article that like is it something yeah because it was just funny i was like i need to look up this story about rare getting acquired by microsoft yeah and shack news back then all yeah. they had was late night consoling oh man that was the that was the job so, i applied for with yeah so yeah. i saw a chris remo post the, yeah that mentioned the acquisition i saw another post by someone i don't even recognize the name his name was ben or something oh yeah there's a story there. So 2002. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 2001, 2002 was when these articles, 2004, I think. So I, one of them isn't even like this, the formatting on it's completely broken because the CMS has changed multiple times. Our style sheet has changed multiple times since then. So they're very broken looking. I was like, I can't link this. No. So I find a Microsoft article that says we're acquiring rare. Mm -hmm. And it was for $375 million. And it was the worst thing to ever happen to Rare for about 16 years. Yeah, it was. Like they, I don't. They didn't really put out any terrible games. They're no, just, their games were kind of bland. Like, it wasn't. It wasn't like something. It wasn't like they were making bad products. No, no, no. It's just that their creativity that we saw in the mid 90s had kind of fizzled. Even in the 80s. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they started. They started out. You know, they're based in the UK. They were making games for like the zx spectrum mm-hmm. uh and that's i think a lot of those games are actually on the rare collection on xbox one yeah, yeah i mean they also made battletoads uh, yeah that was like which the is first the hardest game, game ever it is have you beaten battletoads i haven't beaten the turbo tunnel as far as i'm concerned that game ends at level three yeah it's an, it's it's impossible and i hear there's more than one turbo tunnel but i can't confirm it i can't do they do speed runs of that oh yeah so people have beaten that game? Yeah, because the thing about the turbo tunnel is it's not random. So you can memorize where the jumps are. Okay. And if you have that sort of patience and time, yeah. Here's the problem. When did that game come out? Like 87, 86? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, around there, I guess. I was like six. Yeah. I didn't have that kind of patience. I was in, it might have been, see, my timeline is kind of skewed because I don't think I got the NAS until like 90. So it had been out for a few years. Okay. So I play Battletoads and I, it was new to me. I don't know how new it was, but even then, like I was in fourth or fifth grade. Let's just say mid eight, yeah. mid, the, mid, mid 80s, late, 80s. late 90s. Yeah. So I was between six, you were between like five, five and 10. Yep. You know, yeah. and it's like, that game's insanely hard for anyone. Yep. Let alone a five-year-old who had just figured out I mean, A and B. That's the weird thing. Like, if you think about it, it would be hard for a five-year-old, but it would also be hard as you get like past a certain age because your reflex is dull. Oh, no, for sure. So there's like a, like a fine point right in the middle there where you can probably beat Battletoads. Otherwise, no. You know, and here's another thing that came up during the research for this project. Right. RC Pro-Am. 
Why haven't we gotten another RC Pro-Am? It's criminal. Rare's a lot like Nintendo in that they have a lot of properties kind of gathering dust in a vault that they could break out. Really? To great fanfare. Seriously. RC Pro-Am? Come on. Hey, that game was on the Rare collection, right? I don't know. Because there was one racing game of theirs where, like, as you race, you collect letters to spell Nintendo, and people were wondering, like, how... Is that going to make it in on Xbox One? Are you going to collect spell like Microsoft, which is one more letter, so it would throw <laughs> off the gameplay? But like people were curious, like how if that would end up in the game. I don't think did they use that version of RC Pro Am? I, I thought know. it was a different one. I didn't pay any attention. I didn't have an Xbox One then. But that speaks to the problem. Yeah, is that Rare was at its best when they were working very closely with Nintendo. Yeah, Goldeneye, you know, um, yeah. Donkey Kong sixty four. Yeah, you know, these are games that I, for for me like the peak rare Goldeneye, yes, but Donkey Kong Trilogy, those are some of my favorite. I, I was gonna say the whole yeah. DKC yeah. on SNES. Yeah, I that's what I mean. These are masterpieces. Yep. So it's to me the, those are those moments that you point to when you're like, this is why I'm saying this, and then I'm just like, imagine Sea of Thieves with Donkey Kong characters. Yep. It would be better. It would be better. Categorically better. Skeletons? Who gives a crap? Yeah. K. Rule and his pirates? K. I suddenly Rule, care. The Kremlings. The Kremlings? Yep. I would suddenly care a lot more. And it would not, it's not that far of a leap because Donkey Kong Country 2, he changed his name from King K. Rule to Captain K. Rule. Mm-hmm. It's a whole pirate theme. Like, I think the first world is like Gangplank Galleon or something. Yeah. You start on, you start on King or Captain K. Rule's ship. You go into his cabin to get like his letter that says, oh, "I kidnapped Donkey Kong." Yep. It's a whole part like they're peg-legged Kremlings. Yep. Yeah. So the 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 series the the Donkey Kong franchise has already existed in a pirate universe. Yep. So that's not a stretch. Nope. You've already given Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong guns. Yeah. In Donkey Kong sixty four and Smash. Yep. Uh, in Smash four, I think Diddy shoots at people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's not that much of a stretch really to go and put this this awesome franchise together with this awesome game. No, I don't think Cause so. Because I love what Sea of Thieves is, and yeah. I, I see the brilliance of what they did with Goldeneye, Yeah, what they did with Perfect Dark. Some of the things that makes Rare different are the things that they don't put in games. Yeah, The ways that they use music to increase your immersion yeah. in the game as an environmental factor. Not just, uh, you know, a soundtrack. Right. The way that it's really part of the gameplay, Mm -hmm. that all started at Nintendo. Yeah, it it absolutely did. And it's like, I and I mentioned it in, like I said, go read this on Shack News. Yep. But there is a lot of evidence that Rare themselves miss Donkey Kong. Yeah, just like yeah, miss working with that property. Yeah, yeah. Their their community manager is Daily Kong on Twitter. Yeah, and she was feeding a Donkey Kong, a stuffed Donkey Kong, at her workstation a banana just a few weeks ago. Do you know I actually consider Donkey Kong more a rare character than Nintendo, just because even though like Retro's Donkey Kong Country Returns and DK Tropical Freeze are great games, mm-hmm. but I don't think. Any company other than Rare has done more work with Donkey Kong. I think the best Donkey Kong games yeah. are Rare games. Yeah, they, they made the most significant but contributions. Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., 
Those are good games. Donkey Kong Jr. especially. Donkey Kong Jr. especially, but like those games only nominally feature Donkey Kong. Actually, you know, there's actually a progression there. In the first DK, he has a more active role because he's the villain. Mm -hmm. In the second, in Donkey Kong Jr., he's kidnapped. In Donkey Kong Country 1, you play as him. In Donkey Kong Country 2, he's kidnapped. Yep. Dude. I know. My tinfoil hat is firmly in place. Holy crap. This is a whole other... You're going to have to... That We're going to have to follow up this article. That, that's a whole other thing. Is that you could don, you could talk about Donkey Kong games where Donkey Kong has been kidnapped. We are doing investigative journalism right now. Yeah. It's happening. Live, real time, on, on the, the Shack Cast. Cast. That's right. Welcome to the Shackcast, the official Shack News podcast of Shack News. I'm your host. I'm Asif Khan. I'm CEO, editor in chief, chief puppy wrangler, which has been especially hard today, and con- chief conspiracy theorist, chief Donkey Kong, Sea of Thieves, rare conspiracy theorist, tinfoil hat the wearing. The truth CEO. is out there, uh, and you found it. Yeah, I'm Probably. also the janitor. You are. Oh yes, you forgot. I did forget. So you made the long trek. Oh. Across the mean streets of Canton, Ohio. Dude, this is the, the windy streets. Yeah. Not so much today as yesterday, but man. Hey, how about that? It's been almost like, what, 10 days or 11 days since we had a school shooting in our town? Yeah. Not bad. Not bad at all. Got some bad news, though. Central Michigan University shooting today. I heard that, yeah. So it's not really that great. So <laughs> was it earlier this week or last where there was like a school shooting, but it was the teacher? Oh, yeah, that was in Utah. Which kind of like, you know, torpedoes the whole arm the teachers idea. The brilliant that's idea. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll get into gun control later in the show. But it's just some it's something that's on both of our minds. I think everyone yeah. who lives in Jackson Township, it's kind of been a cloud over the community yeah. uh, since it happened. Yeah. The police have definitely been more present, you know, just around. Which is just too bad. Like, I, I think about when I went to school, and we had the occasional security guard because I went to Alliance High School, mm-hmm. and, you know, things could get out of hand there occasionally. Sure. But we didn't have any shootings. And I think about, man, like, I wouldn't want to go to a school with such a heavy police presence. It wouldn't really feel like. No, it's weird. It's I think it's like the TSAification of it, education. It is. And I think it's saddest that it's, I mean, it makes sense, but it's also saddest that it's happening in high school, which is kind of like that. It's a prologue to college where you're supposed to have more freedom to kind of like spread your wings and find yourself. Mm-hmm. And now, it, no, it's just becoming a stricter, well, this actually, environment. The one in Jackson happened at the middle school. Oh, it, that's right. It was a 13 year old. Yeah. Seventh grader. That's right. Yeah. And uh, he killed himself before killing anyone else is when it ended up happening yeah but uh still still sad it's yeah it's it's uh 
had helicopters flying over the neighborhood. It's and just everything. it's just weird. It's something where you know I I you go to Swenson's. I go yes. to Swenson's. Yeah, I was there. Yesterday. Swenson's is like fifty feet away from Jackson Middle School. Yep. We talk about Swenson's all the time here, so yes. it's something that like it, it's not something you, this community forgets. Like we're, it's not a big city. No. You know, like right. when something like this happens, it shakes, it, it shakes things for a long time. Yeah. And it, I I know. I think people like to focus on numbers mm-hmm. when they talk about gun violence in America. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The problem is guns in schools. Yes. So yes. we got we had a situation where the, someone brought a gun into our school here and they killed themselves before deciding to kill everyone else. Yeah. You had a teacher that just was an idiot in Utah. Yeah. And then in central Michigan today, it was a student. His parents had arrived to take him home for spring break and he killed them oh really yeah jeez so he killed his parents in his dorm so it's just it something's really wrong in america and it's not an international thing it's not a not entertainment causing this not video game causing this there's something wrong and we should do something about it I, i i'm sorry that we're starting off the show like this but it's something that's bothering us it's been it's bothering everyone and we it's it's hard to just you know glaze over it yeah and i guess it's it's hitting home in more ways than one because not only has it touched our community but donald trump oh well sarah huckabee sanders on behalf of donald trump announced that the president will be meeting what she said like meeting with the video game industry yes like the industry itself or something leading from executive we're leading with meeting with executives from the from the industry from the video game industry to discuss school safety and see what they could offer which is it's it's a total diversionary tactic yeah anything but blaming guns video games is again the popular scapegoat shout out to polygon they followed up with esa about this and esa represents the industry in legal matters like this right and they had come out and said that no one who was a member of the esa had been contacted by the trump administration yeah so i went and tweeted at Donald Trump multiple times yesterday saying that I am an executive in the video games industry. I work for a video game website, right? but I have opinions about gun control mm-hmm. and I would love to talk to him. Sure. But he hasn't officially invited anyone. So I'm holding out hope that I'll, I'll get the invite. Yeah. But, uh, we pointed out in our Trump dump on the chatty that, that he would take one look at, at me <laughs> and probably yeah. just say no. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I'm, I am definitely a fan of, I like to call it common sense gun control. Yeah. And that's just getting AR-15s off out. We don't need them. Yeah. We don't need assault rifles at all. There, there are members of the military currently serving and, and previously served who are saying like AR-15s, civilians do not need them. These no. are guns specifically made to yeah, kill people. Yeah, they're designed to kill a lot of people lo- yeah. and efficiently and, and not just not just flesh wounds. These no. are these are killing machines. Yeah. We shouldn't let's do a buyback program. Let's do something where we can get them off the street. People don't feel like they're being taken away. Right. They're being bought back and then you make them illegal. There's no reason to have them. Right. So yeah. let's get rid of them. I, I I understand like the the broader impact of the Second Amendment by changing things other than specific gun laws. I understand that. So let's just at least get rid of that. Let's at least get rid of bump stocks. Let's let's stop 
this insanity. Yeah. Because this seems like we are reaching a boiling point. It does. It doesn't. It, it's not going away. It's happening more and more and more. And like the media does a really terrible job of being like, how many people were killed? How many people were wounded? Yeah. And it, you know how you know how these school shootings and mass shootings resemble vid- video games. The high score. Yeah. That high score that they're setting by p- reporting it in the media in the headlines, just pushing the stats, it sets a new benchmark. So now everyone's like, "Oh, I got to beat the Vegas shooter." Right. Because that's, that's how you get only, famous. That's the only way that this resembles that. Yeah. And if we can take away an instrument of death that adds to the de- the body count, let's do it. Right. If no, we can I make agree. it a situation where. You know, a handgun kills two people. It's still better than 20 people. Right. Um, And it's, like, sad. I don't want anyone to die. But it's like, let's do something. Let's do something common sense that you can get this worthless-ass Congress to agree to do. Yeah. You know, you can get Donald Trump to sign. Maybe. 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 You know, and he's he's a fool. Yeah. Uh, But we'll get more into how terrible of a person he is. Oh yeah, that's a subject we could. I mean, we could have a podcast devoted to that. Yeah, we could just call it the Trump Dumpcast. Yeah, uh, I want to change the subject. Let's change it. What have you been playing this week? I have been playing. Speaking of violent video games, yeah, the, and this game <laughs> is maybe I, I feel I don't feel the urge to go out and kill people, but it could change at any time, from what I understand. Yeah, I have been playing Ion Maiden. That's right. Made by 3D Realms. It's, so on the this, build engine. On the build engine. So the same is, engine that runs Duke3D.exe. That's right. This is this is a 2018. And blood. Sticky bomber like a you. Dude, I love blood. <laughs> blood is blood underrated. Blood is so underrated. I dropped a blood quote in uh, in Slack today. Nobody noticed. So I, was, I wasn't paying you attention. You probably weren't paying attention. So what happened is uh, Brittany Vincent and I, for some reason, we couldn't access chat. Once that's I, right. Once I got back in, I wrote, I live again which is the first quote at the beginning right. of the game when you come out of the coffin and everyone was like huh but anyway oh man this is, this is a 2018 i saw that too you see yeah it was that, blood. That, it's because it's how you just said it yeah it's so grating yeah like batman the voice again i live again blood is so underrated blood is great that game is dark but it had some really creative weapons like voodoo dolls and stuff yeah flare gun that's yeah. a great idea yeah that th- that's 3d realms back then had really unique weapons shadow warrior had great weapons yeah duke, duke. had amazing weapons yeah i mean duke's secondary weapons yeah for the time hollow duke how has no one made a good <sighs> hollow duke since duke i know what i really liked about someone should just put hollow you know what borderlands 3 put hollow duke in yeah put hollow duke in just make it a power up <laughs> Uh, I'm emailing the folks at, at Borderlands. What you know? What I really like about Duke and Shadow Warrior, especially, they had a nice balance of like stock weapons. Like you got your pistol, your shotgun, yep. And then they had really creative weapons. Like the first time I ever used a shrink, a shrinkway, not necessarily in single player, but killing a friend in Duke match. Oh yeah, like that's, the best. On, that's the best thing. So Ion Maiden is a 2018 game built on 1996 technology kind of Mm -hmm. it's like i was telling you before the show what they've done is they've built a contiguous world back in the day duke 3d all these games we just talked about they had discrete levels you start a level you get to the ending you get like a high score screen the next level loads Mm -hmm. in this i'm going through like bends and ventilation shafts and hallways i see a quick flicker of loading and i'm in a new area i load the map it's a new map 
And the cool thing is a lot of the areas interconnect, kind of like a, like a Dark Souls uh, contiguous world situation. Sure. Um, so I actually want to find out, like, was Build capable of this 21, 22 is years ago? Is it a ago? checkpoint system? No, 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 no. It's not a checkpoint because it's old school. Like, if you haven't saved, you're boned. Like, you need to quick save. Oh, just really? Like you did back in the day. Oh, so there's sa- you have yeah, to save. You have to. It's manual save. Okay. Um, well, that's even more interesting because at the end of a Duke level, at least you knew, like, okay, yeah. I'm yeah. on to the next level now. Not, not this. Huh. Well, you know what? I think there are, like, at the end of levels, but. Okay. I I just know I noticed some saves, but I don't think it saves all the time. This might also be ingrained in me, like because I still <laughs> play games from that era. I manually save, yeah, like habitually. But the the interesting thing is, I did in Zelda quite a bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Ever since Ocarina of Time, they made saving. It takes like a second. Yeah, and that kind of encourages you to save, which is awesome. So yeah. the thing about this is, Ion Maiden isn't finished. This is basically the early access. Yeah, it's early access or shareware. It's basically <laughs> shareware for this generation. But their shareware was free. But shareware was free. We were talking about Duke 3D shareware uh, last night. It was me and my friend Adam from Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were we were sitting there, you know, talking about the first time I ever played Duke 3D was the shareware. So it was that was free. It was free if you downloaded it. But I remember, like, I went into. Oh, it was on a magazine. I think it was in a magazine, but also I think it was Media Play. This was before you moved back to Ohio. There's a store called Media Play on Whipple, uh-huh. and I bought the Quake shareware disc there from like nine eighty nine. Mm-hmm. But you could also you could call it and unlock it for like another forty bucks. Yeah, so it's kind of like this. You know, this is what Iron Maiden's doing. Like you can get the game for twenty bucks, knowing that when it's finished, you'll get the rest of the levels. Yeah. There are also, like, you only get, just like they did it back in Shareware, you only get, like, I think five guns. Really? Yeah. And so far, it's a nice mix of, like, conventional weapons. Like, you have this, your default weapon is a magnum, and the thing ha- it hits like a truck. Okay. You get a really, uh, a really good shotgun, has great feedback, great kick to it. You get a machine gun. And I think my favorite weapon so far, there are these weapons. I think they're called bowling bombs. They're grenades yep. that you can throw them, but if you crouch and throw it, you actually roll them along the floor. Oh. And they'll like go around corners and okay, they block groups of enemies. That's a new mechanic. Yeah, it's it's new. And it's the level design is very evocative of Duke 3D. Like I'm blowing up walls, I'm using like computers, I'm shooting up TV screens. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked a lot like Duke and a lot like Shadow Warrior. It's really fun. My only complaint so far is all the levels I've played, I think I'm probably like three or four levels in. Like I said, it's kind of hard to tell because it's all one environment like Mm -hmm. Half-Life. Although unlike Half-Life, like Half-Life, when you would get to a new episode, it would print the episode title on the screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, But all everything is kind of i don't want to say bland but it's all like it's a lot of gray like office buildings office interior so like there's times when i would kind of get lost lose my way around okay but like other than that it's a hell of a lot of fun um fast paced their character i can't remember her name but she's a lot like duke she's got great one-liners she's got a great personality it almost seems like 3d realms answered to duke Uh uh-huh you know duke Great character. We love Duke here at Shack News. Yeah. But he doesn't really fly. He wouldn't fly, I think, in 2018. He didn't fly in 2011 without a lot of tweaking. So it sounds like they made a female Duke. This is a female Duke, but she's not really crude. She reminds me of Joanna Dark, but with more of an attitude. I I really like her. I don't mean like Duke, like she's going to like, I don't know, 
some you know some yeah. seedy places. She's like I Duke mean in that she is a character. Yeah, she's, she's a, talking. Yeah, you feel connected to her like you feel connected to Duke, and like you didn't feel connected to like Doom Guy and stuff. Yeah, that was always what made Duke more interesting than Doom Guy. Yeah. Duke had personality. Yeah. Doom guy doesn't. No. Doom guy is just a godless killing machine. Yes. And yeah. there's a place for that. Oh, totally. But <laughs> but uh yeah, like that was that was one thing, you know, we learned in Rocket Jump on Shacknews.com. Yeah. That Scott Miller, he told me like we looked at what Id was doing and they make great games, great engines, but their characters were devoid of personality. So that's what we focused on with mm-hmm. Duke. Um yeah, Iron Maiden. It's only it's only twenty dollars. I think if you it's on sale right now. It's on sale, ten percent off. I got it for like seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, seventeen ninety nine. Yeah, and I I love it. Yeah, I also picked it up. I just haven't played it yet. Yeah, I laughed when I downloaded it. It's like less than fifty megs. Dude, it's thirty seven megabytes. So even Dog Nose can download it. Yeah, on his potato internet. Yeah, even we can. I, I mean, know. we're a masculine cable over here. It, our internet's faster than Dog Nose. Oh, jeez, poor guy. I know. <laughs> One of the mods. Uh, over there, yeah. over at the Shack News Chat. Shout Prolific out to poster. Yeah. Dog News. Uh, dog News. Yes. He took a break from Shack News. So when I. Sometimes you have to. But when I arrived, when I took over the site, he was not here. Right. I remembered him from back in the day. Mad Dog kept his spirit alive. Mad Dog would mention him all the almost time. Daily <laughs> almost all the time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, there were other other mods would talk about him. And then like Romsteady, they, they were roommates for a while. So, you know, it's just. And he was around, he was on Steam, like he was always up for Left 4 Dead. Mm-hmm. He just wasn't posting on Chatty. So he had stopped. Yeah. Uh, and when we were, we were re- when we re- rejiggered the mod situation, mm-hmm. no one had ever had their mod privileges taken away in like 20 years. <laughs> so we are like, we're going to filter out the people who are still mods and stuff, right. you know? So uh, they asked me, hey, what about this dog nose guy? Do you want to take away his mod privileges? I'm like, no. Nope. I'm like you gotta leave his hammer there for him. He will be back. I'm like he's gonna come back. He'll pick up his hammer and he'll he'll he'll. It was it worked out really well because there was that whole thing that happened with our mods in 2014 in December, mm, mm. and he wasn't involved in that. Right. So it's nice to have a guy that's just kind of another mod from a different era. Yeah. The other thing that's good about having mods that have been around the site for a long time, they can remember why people were banned. Yeah. In ways that other new mods might not be able to. Right, that's true. So this is something to think about when you have a 22-year-old community. Right. <laughs> and it kind of blows me away, the memories of our mods. Yeah, man. They go back. <laughs> like Red 5, <laughs> he might as well be Yoda. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Oh, I know. That's true. Uh, but, but anyway, Ion Maiden. Yes. A plus so far. Would Dog Nose like it? Oh, he's playing it. Yeah. I saw he's on. It's your friends who play this are Dog Nose is right there. So he's playing it. Yeah. I, I, I'm. What about Crestar? I think I saw him. I don't know if it. I'm Steam friends with him. I'm not. Be. I'm not Steam friends with Crestar, but I think he's playing it. Yeah, he probably is. I, I saw that thread. My article blew up. When I I, when I wrote yeah. the, I wrote the article about it being available, yeah, and that it ran on Duke3D.exe's engine. Yep, and uh, yeah, I saw that story blow up on the chatty, and I was like, yeah, this is going to be a hit with our community for sure. I always thought it'd be interesting to have the, the chatty make a proper Duke 3D sequel Dude, with the could. build engine. Yeah, they should. We just had our game jam, and and uh, voting is now up for that. But oh, okay, I think. Uh, that would be a different kind of jam. Yeah. But like a collaborative effort to make a it, Duke. It would be cool. Like assign 
one or two chatty posters a level put together a, like a eight Mac eight map pack yeah sort of thing because I know there's a ton of level designers on the chatty from from those days oh yeah uh so yeah this game sounds awesome yep I'm gonna have to play it I'll probably play it this weekend um I've been playing I didn't play any more Subnautica this week I was really busy yeah I was doing the continuing professional education crap from the tax code garbage yes, yes. but I passed so I'm a CPA hooray excellent another year of doing people's taxes woo I'll bring that over next no week. please no <laughs> the only reason accounts accounts exist is because people don't want to do their own taxes yeah but at the same time, so, I got job security as a result of that. Yeah. So in other words, I'll bring my taxes over next week. And on the other hand, I hate doing taxes, hmm. just like everyone else. All right. I'll wait two weeks. Yeah. It's the worst. Yeah. I can do them. I don't want to. So uh, have you uh, have you quit balls? Have you uninstalled balls? Are you off balls? No. Okay. I'm still playing balls. Uh, okay, so yeah, you want to... Yeah, of course. I'm dying for a balls update. I'll give you the balls update. Yeah. my I had to pull up my high score. My score as of right now in balls is 1433. I'm still playing it. I haven't even had a single close call since the last episode. Uh, it is a problem. You know what I was doing? It's, it's a problem. It's been a problem. It's funny you bring it up while you're talking about the CPE. I was because I had to answer. I had to do this 200 question exam. Yeah, and then it was open book, but still, it's like I had to go through the IRS, the Internal Revenue Code. Yeah. So in between questions, I would play one round of balls okay. or one turn at balls. Mm-hmm. So I'd do a question, play balls, answer a question. <laughs> I like it. And I just leave my phone sitting there because it <laughs> takes forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 1433 balls now that have to be shot before the turns Dude, over. Dude, you should time yourself. Like how many questions? Can you answer during one turn of balls? I would say it was about two, or because really? these are more these are kind of in depth questions. Yeah, they're they're tough yeah. questions. Some yeah. of them I would say I was averaging about two per turn. Okay, so yeah, I <laughs> played ball. That's how I jumped in score. If you look, if you go back to last week's episode, I was in the twelve hundred yeah, or thirteen like hundred something. Yeah, I think it was yeah. either twelve hundred or thirteen hundred last week. So yeah, it's definitely materially higher, yeah. uh, mainly because of that. But then. I don't know, man. I just, I'm an idiot and I play this game. Uh, <laughs> like, I do it at times a day where I'm like, I could be playing like another video game right now. You could now. be playing, you could be exploring Breath of the Wild, you could be finishing Celeste, but you're getting closer. Oh, yeah. So I, that's right. I, uh, I streamed Celeste again for Nyko on our Please Take a Look stream. Yes. On Monday, and we were on the front page. Yeah, that's cool. That was front page s- of Twitch, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. That was that was yeah sorry front page of Shack News big deal <laughs> but Twitch but Twitch I I can control the front page of Shack News yes so yeah we were on the front page of Twitch we had like sixteen hundred viewers and it was towards the very end I am very close to the summit yeah that's awesome and dude. it's exciting but at the same time I'm taking my time also it was another two hour stream dude and it's like you play Celeste for two hours straight you're not gonna want to play Celeste no 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 for a little bit it's even more intense because like you know people are watching you yeah you know know, I kind of embrace it now thrive on that no because I'm terrible at video games okay but I'm self-deprecating to the point where I think it charms my audience okay all right (laughs) I think that's what I found as a streamer my voice is like 
I jokingly call myself MLG after I fail at a Celeste <laughs> strawberry. I'll fail like 30 times trying to get a strawberry, right? In other like, words, where we should expect to see you at SGDQ this year running Celeste. I course. think it would more it would be like awesome games done poorly. Yeah. That's the Shaq News style. Yeah. <laughs> That's my style at least. Yeah. I'm not going to end up in Kotaku, Kotaku in action or anything. No. Or Otaku in action. Uh, is it Otaku in action? Is it, kill, is it Kotaku in action? It's Kotaku in action. I, I don't know. I don't. Is that a subreddit? Cause, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That explains why I got the name wrong. Yeah. Either way, I'm not going to end up there because I'm not that bad. But no, no, no. it's still just abusing to say that you're MLG at something like Celeste. Yeah. Because I don't think there's an esports league for Celeste. No. <laughs> but that was my i was like i'm so mlg you guys that i'd like fall off a cliff like 40 times <laughs> yeah the game's great the level design is excellent uh they're gonna they uh they had a they were actually at gdc last year talking about their game really i missed that last yeah time. uh the video just went up on uh their gdc youtube oh they did release some of their source code their player yeah it's a complete code. mess dude welcome to video games because like you're crunching you have milestones or whatever the uh -huh. situation is you're kind of just throwing that stuff together it looks amazing yeah i i i, I opened it up and i was like my god <laughs> so like the metaphor i use because i've done some programming nothing on that level but uh -huh. the metaphor i use is you know how as a teenager your parents are like your room is just a dump clean it and you're like but i know where everything is that's video game code yeah sometimes not always you have <laughs> Yeah, there are stories, but for a lot of times, like everyone, you know, working on Celeste, they can read it. So it's like the chatty. It's like the chatty. <laughs> it's like the yeah. It's like the Shack News search function, but it works. No, it doesn't. The search engine doesn't work. No, oh. but uh, uh, Celeste oh. is like it, but Celeste works. Not all the time. Celeste has crashed on me. Really? Mm -hmm. I've never had it crash. It's crashed on me twice. I've seen a few threads on Chatty about that. Uh, so it's not perfect, but it's definitely good. Okay. And the the area where it's excellent is the actual gameplay mechanics. Yes. They nailed it. I think the two things about Celeste, the, the longer I've played it now, that make it great are the level design, how they're interconnected, and the things that they can do with that. The story. Yes. Which is just magnificent. And uh, the actual gameplay. It's just yeah. so much fun. Yep. That's like pure that's a video game ass video game to quote our buddy Steve Watts. Yes. <laughs> it is a video game ass video game. Uh speaking of video game ass video games and retro themed video games, you've played you've played some Street Fighter. I played Street Fighter Five. You threw down on the streets. I downloaded Street Fighter Five uh for PC before last week's episode. I didn't get around to playing it, but I finally played it this weekend. Uh just because I, I want I, I saw the Street Fighter Twitter, you know, we follow them on Shack News. Yeah. I saw them tweeting out pictures of Blanca and he was or Blanca. I don't know how you I, I usually say Blanca, even I though say it's Blanca. Blanca. It's Blanca, right? But I say Blanca. Blanca. I'm gonna call him I'll, for the purpose of Let's this episode, him. we'll call yeah. him Blanca. Yeah. So yeah, I saw Blanca I, I saw Blanca and I was like, I need to play this guy. He's kind of my spirit animal when yeah. it comes to um <laughs> Street Fighter. Yeah. You know, it's him. You know, I mentioned it last week. Him, E Honda, Bison. Those yeah. are kind of my guys. Yeah. Guile. I'm a ball rock. Ball rock and Guile. Yeah. Yeah. So Blanca, Blanca's moves are, are great. Mm -hmm. uh, 
he's the game is just beautiful yeah it's, it, a, it's a good looking game it looks gorgeous yeah like if we're just talking visuals mm-hmm. excellent visuals yeah uh the music's pretty good uh, there's the there's the level designs great I, I think it's turned out to be a pretty good game now i i think i might be ready to buy in because you know i'm the sort of like i've, I've always been a casual fighting game fan i'm the guy who like i'll play arcade mode i'll beat the game i'll mess around maybe turn up the difficulty here and there but when it comes to multiplayer like i'll watch evo after the fact i'll like binge evo matches on youtube but the game didn't really interest me because for a while it was so multiplayer centric that i was just going to get my ass beat and i really didn't want to buy in but now that they're adding all these these characters that i love and they've got a lot of strong single player modes i think it might be time to yeah in. no i think uh yeah it's it's time yeah. if you if you like street fighter and you were on the fence when this launched because it was incomplete right which is that I, that's me yep you know like i felt that way yep and I, I also i missed the boat on street fighter 4 or you know i didn't really care about 3 i i was just out of fighting games by then yeah i was more into 3d fighters at that point it's just a nice I don't know. It's it's turned out to be a really nice game. Kind of riding a bike, but the bike looks better. Yeah. Yeah. Way better than it did a, a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw people on Chatty talking about it too. Like, okay, I'm going to reinstall the game. And like, Shaq Fighter's growing again. Are, uh, do more of our Chatty users, would you say, do they play on PC or PS4? PC. Really? Okay. Yeah. I might have to get it for that platform then. Yeah, I would say PC is definitely the dominant platform for it also because god it looks gorgeous on my ultra wide it runs like butter on my i want to see it on this big tv we're sitting in front of though that too here in shack hq i know that no it's it 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 would be good on ps4 too i'm sure yeah and that seems to be the dominant fighting game platform let's just hook up your monster gaming pc to this tv sometime we can do that too i've done that i'm sure you have i would (laughs) it's just weird looking (laughs) <laughs> is it oh yeah like the windows desktop yeah and everything. seeing a windows desktop on like an 80 inch tv steam link yeah oh i have a nvidia shield oh there you go we could do something like that yeah let's yeah let's do that that'd be fun because but the problem is is like look at this i i already have my i have an snes classic an nes classic a switch yeah, wii U. an apple tv a wii u a ps4 and an xbox one x and you got that like head model bust there with the is that psvr yes yeah, the psvr yeah sitting there collecting dust uh-huh i mean i just don't like it yeah it's uncomfortable yeah i don't like it that resident evil 7 though i know uh, is it on pc yet i mean not the vr why not I, they have some timed exclusivity but that game's been out over a year. That game launched in January. It's about time for Resident Evil VR it's to come past to PC. time. Yeah, that needs to come over to PC. I and I will come over to your house. Yeah, because I'll set up the, that with a Vive would be excellent. Yeah. So I'm I'm hoping. Uh, oh, you need to get. I think it came out today. That Brandon Sanderson Stormlight VR game was supposed mm. to come out. It did. Yeah, I think it. Came, I think it came out today. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, set up the old VR. Yeah, you see the thing is, I just don't like PSVR. No, 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 no. It's on. Uh, it's on Rift or not Rift. Uh, it's on Vive. No, I know. Okay. No, I, I was just oh, yeah, meant. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about the 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 head sculpture over there. Yes, yes. And that's <laughs> that's the PSVR is mounted on that. Yes. I just it's the back of the headset. I find it uncomfortable. Yeah, that's fair. It you have to twist it to secure it to the back of your head. Mm-hmm. It's just not. 
I, I prefer the way the Rift feels to all of them. Really? I think it's the most comfortable. You have the least amount of face sweat from it. Okay. My problem with the Vive is your face gets sweaty in there. I think they figured they they fixed it with the new uh, Vive Pro that's mm-hmm. coming out. Okay. I think that'll probably be the best ergonomics for a headset. When does that drop? Uh, I don't know if they've officially said. I think it was supposed to be spring. Okay. For Vive owners, you okay. could upgrade, and then summer as a standalone device. Okay. Hmm. So we'll see how that goes. All right. But I'm I'm interested in it. Yeah. I, uh. But yeah, it's it's weird. Once you try, like I, I did wireless VR. And once you have that experience, you're like, God, I don't want to have my you stupid wire. Back. Yeah. That's why I'm just not, I don't know. It's, you haven't been talking about VR much now that I think about it, but you're probably no. waiting for that, those wireless HMDs. Yeah. For me, it's like once you experience wireless, you're like, damn. But also, it's like some of the games I was really looking forward to turned out not to be that great, uh-huh. like Doom. It's not yeah. It's not the best. I think I think Super Hot VR is way better than Doom. Mm-hmm. And I think... Uh, Robo Recall is better than Doom. Hmm. And I really liked Robo Recall when it launched. I had a really good time with it. And it's funny. Like, I feel like I should just go back to those games because right. there was nothing wrong with them. I still like them. Mm-mm. You know, like it's not, that's not it. And I think Lone Echo is really good. Echo Arena is was a really cool game that launched last year. So there's good games in VR. It's just like, I don't have the time. Yeah. Because you don't just. For me, I got when I'm in VR, I get lost. Yeah. And if you have if you have something you got to get done, yeah, VR is an easy place to get lost. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, it's almost a distraction. It, it's one of I think one of its biggest benefits and, and biggest downsides at the same time. But also, it speaks to Switch and how Switch is taking up all my time. Yep. I don't play like I look at this. I got all those consoles sitting over there, and I don't play any of them. And I know there's perfectly good games on PS4 right now. Yeah, that I could play. I could be playing Monster Hunter World, but I've mm-hmm. done that. Right? Are you, have, are, have you thought of picking that game up? I've I've thought of picking it up for PS4 because Amy and I both have PS4s. We have two TVs set up yeah. in the living room. But I, I was talking to uh, Bill Lavoie, our managing editor and lead guides writer, and I asked him straight up, like, "Is this a good game for like my wife and I to play co-op?" And he actually wrote a guide on getting started in co-op. You have to jump through so many hoops. Yeah. And otherwise, that game just has no appeal to me. It's not... I wouldn't play it on my own, and if I can't really easily play it with Amy, then nah. Yeah. Nah. So let's talk about a game that you were playing with Amy up until the 28th. Oh. Okay. No, you know what? We'll save that. No, (laughs) we could talk about it now. Demon's Souls servers have gone offline. They died? Yes, the Demon Souls servers died. Why? Uh, Why'd they have to die? It's yeah, Everyone's time comes. Does that mean Dark Souls will die? Not, I mean, yes and no. So, like, <laughs> Dark Souls 1 is the only game in the series that was peer-to-peer, and the, the infrastructure was so shoddy. I've spoken to people who have never seen interacted with another player in that game <laughs> which is why the, the remaster of dark souls one that comes out in may that's going to be client server okay every other game has been client server but the downside of that is that one day they can throw a switch and the servers will go dark wait a switch i hope i would yes i'm getting dark souls remaster for switch me too 
Yeah. I'll play that with you. Yes, That'll you be will. my first run of Dark Souls. That's right. I'll start. This is how it'll start. I own Dark Souls 3 for PC, but no. I didn't, I just, I, and I played a decent amount of Bloodborne. Uh, I know. So it's like, right? Yeah. <laughs> we'll start you with, you know what? Obje- so like subjectively, right? Dark Souls 2 is my favorite. I objectively, know. Dark Souls 1 is probably the best. So this will be like your first full featured Souls experience. Yeah. Demon but I'm Souls- currently playing the Dark Souls of Dash platformers. Celeste. That's true. So you're, you know, yeah, I have a little bit of work experience. You do, you do. <laughs> a little bit of work experience. Uh, yeah, so Demon Souls, for the past, I would say for most of February, Amy and I have been playing Demon Souls because this game has been special to us since the day it came out. The Soulsborne games have been a fixture in our marriage. Um, we still play, I would say not more than two or three months goes by where we're not playing something, a Soulsborne game. Um and Demon Souls was that was the game that made us say like you know what we need to get a second PS3 and a second TV so that we can play this together, uh, and yeah we we had decided since we had each finished the game legitimately like probably a dozen times we said you know what we're just gonna go all out with this we do, we done duping we totally like <laughs> tweaked our characters so they're like it's really hard to hit like above I would say like level 110, 120 in Demon Souls. And in Dark Souls 1, because levels get really expensive, really fast. But our, I think each of our characters is like level 260, 270, just because we're, we're duping <laughs> souls. We have this soul. There's a soul again in the game that's worth, when you pop it, you get 200,000 souls. We just dupe that and just okay. keep consuming it. But anyway, we did all that. We beat the game together. We platinumed it. We both got the platinum trophy, <laughs> which you don't really, you didn't need to be online to do that, but it's like we were working together side by side to help each other do it. Yeah um it's more fun being able to do it together it is and even like when we were working on there's there's a certain system in uh demon souls where each world can go lighter or darker mm-hmm. and certain events will happen at pure white or pure black tendency it's called mm-hmm. so for that you actually you have to be in body form you're either in body form or in soul form but you can only play multiplayer as a host if you're in body form and you summon in someone in soul form but we didn't for a while we didn't play together because like if you die in body form it screws up your tendency it's super complicated once you play it like you get it but like for a while we weren't playing together because we didn't want to mess up our respective world tendencies but we were still there side by side like cheering each other on uh-huh um and this is this is actually a first for me in that it was the first not being a multiplayer guy this is the first game i was really attached to that went dark yeah, you know, I had um you, you know you hear stories like when uh like when Star Wars Galaxies went offline. Some of the the most dedicated fans were there together when the game went offline. Uh-huh. And there were a lot of people doing that in Demon Souls. Amy and I didn't do that cuz it's been an exhaustive week. I'm in deep in the next Shack Long read. But I guess in our time the servers went off at 3 a.m. and the next morning I went on YouTube, sure enough people had posted they were hanging out with people, doing emotes, cheers, and then suddenly game skips, and it takes you to a black screen that says the Demon Souls servers have terminated. Yeah. You can still play, but you can't interact with people anymore. And it's it's the end of an era for a lot of people because, you know, Dark Souls 1 is more popular, and it's objectively a better game. It's more refined. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, 
Demon Souls was this this sleeper hit, this cult classic. It was yeah. only it was only on PS3, and it came out at a time when Microsoft was still trouncing Sony. Sure. Uh, and so for like a lot of people, Demon Souls is really special because it's kind of like we were there on the ground floor. We played the first one of those. Yeah. And to to know that we're never going to be able to to play it again. I mean, I, I had some epic co-op and PvP sessions with Shackers back in the day, mm-hmm. and that that era is just gone. And that's that's the it's a first for me. I've never been a part of a game going dark before. It was it's sad. Fun. You know, last year uh, a site. A, a service and actually a VR company that we like and we've been friends with for a while at Shack, they were going to go dark. Mm-hmm. Alt Space VR. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it's an online community and it was a place where people were hanging out with each other. You could go frisbee golfing. You could go listen to music. Reggie Watts was performing there. Yeah. Bill Nye spoke. Oh, cool. Inside of Alt Space. Yeah. It was a very. It was a place. Yeah. And that place was going away. Mm-hmm. And in the eleventh hour. It was saved. Oh wow! So I remember going through that experience with Alt Space. Yeah, and feeling really sad that it was going away, and then so happy when it was coming back, or that it didn't go away, and seeing so many people. And it's like these online communities that are created around games. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at Shack News. You could argue yep. that's what happened with Quake. Yes. But what was be- the beauty of Quake is that you could host a server. Yeah. With Quake World, right? So it's it's just the games that I am still attached to that are online games. Yeah, have found a way to stay alive in a sense. Yeah, for me, Duke 3D, the Megaton Edition, not being on Steam anymore. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that is because now weird. I can't get like new people in on that game with me. And and Duke fans speak of that version because it probably is objectively the best version. It had yeah. all the content. The controls were just mm-hmm. you know just airtight. Yep. In a way that world tours are not. No, it, they they, it was the pure version of the game. Yeah, it got you the expansions. It was it was everything you needed. Yeah, it was it was the 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 game of the year edition for that time. Really. Exactly, it was. Uh, so it's the fact that that's not on Steam. That's one game I could point to. Yeah, because now it's like a club almost. Yep. If you own the Mega Ten Edition, we can still play a Shack Battle. Yep. Because they didn't they didn't is you're not banned from having it. It's just that no one can now buy it because Gearbox. Yeah, because yeah. Thanks, Gearbox. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. So, well, I guess there is some light at the end of the tunnel. Just in the past, I would say six months or so, Demon Souls has become stable on certain PS3 emulators, mm-hmm. which means people are actually putting together simulated servers. So this game will find new life mm-hmm. on PC. Okay. Um, so that's cool. And also, like I said, like I've never had that full going dark experience because like Star Wars Galaxies, I had a friend who was really into that game. Mm-hmm. Like he paid five accounts per month into that game. Oh, my God. Uh, and he can't play it anymore. I can still play Demon Souls. I just couldn't play it with like you, for example, or yeah. Amy and I can't play it. Can you imagine if WoW went dark? That's So my whole thing, one of the reasons <laughs> I don't invest in online only games is because every game will go dark. WoW will go dark one day. I know. Maybe not in my lifetime, but it's it'll happen, right? I remember it, it, the death of WoW was largely overrated, though. Everyone's like, "Oh, yeah. it's done for." No, I'm like, no. I've never seen a game more addictive yep. than that game, and I I avoided it. I avoided it like I avoid heroin in Northeast Ohio. Yeah, you know what I mean, I'm like, no, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, I I don't need to be a WoW zombie for the next three years. No, uh, listener of the show, Michael Wang. He, he uh, I remember he came. 
a bunch of guys were crashing with me mm-hmm. in Redondo Beach when I lived there during okay. E3. Yeah. This was before I owned Shack News. I think we're, I can't even remember what website I was working for at the time. I was working with the same group of guys. Uh, it might have been game. It might have been Game Daily, <clears throat> or GamesIndustry.biz. One of those jobs. Yeah. Either way, they're visiting. Michael was addicted to WoW. He had his laptop open and was playing constantly. Yep. That was all he would do, like at, in the apartment. We were watching movies. We were yeah. like going out. And like the doing, whole time. He was just on his laptop playing yeah. WoW. Yeah. And like could not stop. Right. He was like, it was it was an addiction. I think you could make an argument that's probably the the greatest MMO of all time. Yeah. Because Blizzard applied their magic touch. It's so accessible. And, you know, before then, we had games like Ultima Online, EverQuest, or, or MUDs, Text MUDs, which are just so unfriendly so hard to get into yeah and that's kind of that demon souls has that in common like oh my brother was super into wow too oh really yeah 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 he was really big into wow it it, it was a problem i saw a lot of friends get sucked into it i was like no i'm gonna avoid that i'm good so yeah i I, that's a game I, i worry about going offline i don't think it will but Someday when that happens, it'll affect a lot of people. That's actually what pissed me off about Diablo 3. A lot of people are like, well, you know, every game, most games, most big games are always online. I'm like, you don't understand it's a precedent. This is Diablo 3. That means it's the third in a series, and the first two had offline options. Yeah. So, you know, back in the day when Diablo 1 came out and I had AOL and couldn't play online because the connection wasn't worth a damn, I could at least still play on my own. You know what I'm worried about? Lawbreakers going offline i'm 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 a little i mean i guess i'm not surprised it hasn't happened because i figured they'll give it at least a year but doesn't isn't that game like in the single player or the single digits yeah. on steam like that's sad you know what they need to do hmm. they need to pull the lever to be a ps plus game a free game oh, of the month yeah they desperately need that yep i don't understand how they didn't do that at launch yeah i know they needed the money from launch but still that's what propelled rocket league yeah you know being free on ps4 was huge for rocket league yep. it was a huge expense for them up front but then it came it helped it's them pay div- dividends since big then. time on the back end so it's like it's because you need a community of people playing your game when you're online only like that yeah you know if you're not overwatch you don't have anime butts you know it's like <laughs> yeah because seriously did you see overwatch released a new character yeah bridget Brigitte. 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 Yeah. I only know that because there's a character in Wheel of Time, that big fantasy series. I, I always I always pronounce her name. Or no, is it? I think it's Birgitta. Brigitte? I don't know. But I always pronounce it like Brigitte, Brigitte, whatever. And then I listen to the audiobooks. And <laughs> Siri apparently Siri, was triggered by this. Both of our series have been triggered on night. My phone series is like. I just want to read here, this. spoken up three times. Yeah, read it. I want to read this. Hey, hey, Siri. Sleazy Overwatch release. The new character, Bridget, reviewed Jicha. <laughs> Only know that because there's a character in a little time that I always iOS pronounce. What? <laughs> and then she says, I'm sorry. <laughs> she replies, I'm sorry. Like, me too, Siri. What the Jesus hell was Christ, that? Jesus Christ, Siri. What's wrong <laughs> with you? Quit interrupting the Shaq cast. And I already have my phone on mute. You shouldn't be beeping at uh, me. It's just offensive. 
but uh yeah so it's it's kind of the end of an era and I'll, I'll still play the game but my so here's my theory though there's you know pockets of the community who are sad and and trying to keep the hope alive or saying well maybe they'll remaster it yeah my theory is i do not think that will happen two reasons no first of all that game is probably more tied up in ownership hell than no one lives forever yeah sony published it in japan bandai namco published it in europe atlas published it in the states and like nobody's budging because after oh, demon God. after demon <laughs> souls it kind of blew up and now no one wants to like give it up yeah because it's worth something uh that's reason number one reason number two I can't find this quote now, and I hate that because even though it's 2018 and we live in an era of alternative facts, I still believe in sources. But Hidetaki Miyazaki, the series director, has said, and this was after like you know GameSpot gave Demon Souls their game of the year and they announced Dark Souls. He said, you know what? Demon Souls to me was a very successful experiment, and the next game will truly show what we wanted to do, what we've learned, mm-hmm. and it'll be like kind of the apotheosis of that. So... From to, to my line of thinking, the fact that Demon Souls went offline and within the next three months, Dark Souls Remastered will come out is not a coincidence. Yeah. It's from software saying Demon Souls is gone. It was first. We liked it, but it's it's gone. Now come back to the version where we got everything right. So it's off on a pasture with Descent. Yeah. And other games that it's, are trapped in exactly. Duke Nukem. Yeah, no one lives forever. No one lives forever at Duke Duke. They all live on a farm up north. Yeah. So <laughs> this is, you know, I I would love to be wrong. If Dar- if Demon Souls is remastered and it would be it would be a Sony exclusive. Yeah, of course. Uh I would get it, but I, I don't think it I don't think it will happen because from software and all parties involved are kind of just saying like it's gone. Now we'll go back to Dark Souls one. I think what you said earlier about the community creating a PC port with yeah. server support, that's way more likely. Yep. And I think that makes more sense. That kind of happens all the time, even for games that are still going. I mean, yeah. Blizzard is releasing vanilla World of Warcraft because of fans who made their own servers for vanilla World of Warcraft. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I love Demon's Souls. It's one of my favorite games of all time. Uh, it, but it's the end of an era. We 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 send a little thank you yes. to them on on Twitter and yes, uh, I mean we appreciate what they did. Yeah, it, it it was a game that, like you said, it set. I think that genre of game just into a whole new level. That genre, that genre of game, but it also is like that. People say, "Oh, it's so and so is like the Dark Souls of this or that." It's really what they the mean Demon is the Demon Souls yep. because Demon Souls set the template that dark souls came you know it came across it came out and and smoothed down sand down the rough edges but demon souls was the one now you now you see it's multiplayer ideas it's you know the bloodstain ideas popping up in games all over the place yeah so r.i.p demon souls umbasa you died that's right so i want to talk about one more game okay before we talk about stuff that has nothing to do with gaming okay um floor kids yeah you just played it i did I, I think we're getting in the habit of i just hand you a game when you come over for the podcast yeah so i'm like here have some last week it was sea of thieves yeah last week i got your sea of thieves on this week you you tried out floor kids for our favorite system the nintendo switch the everything on switch that's right switch is great yes and this game is great on switch yes it's a it's a it's a rhythm game 
that you control one character on screen and it's like a breakdancing game. Yeah. You have top rock moves, down rock moves, you like, where you're you have break you have a like when you're spinning on the floor kind of breakdance moves. You can pop and lock. It's uh it's and it's it's not your traditional track-based rhythm game. Right. There's like some freestyle elements to it. You can like do holds. And it's just fun. Yeah, it really is. It's it's a fun. Like what I what I've found like, different times a day. Nintendo Switch is taking over my life. Yes. And, and different times a day, I want to play different games. Yeah. In the morning, after I've had my like cup of tea. Right. I'll play a little Celeste. Yes. You know, as you do. Uh, at night, I want to. I'll play a little. What What's happened was I was winding down with just Polybridge. Yeah. Now I'm sitting there and I'm playing Polybridge. And I, I start with Floor Kids because mm-hmm. it's a more involved game. You have to push it buttons. Is. It is. There's parts where you have to really slam on the A button, you know, mm-hmm. which I, I love just press the A button games. Those are always fun to me. Uh, you know, Tecmo Super Bowl, for instance. Yes. Yes. So Floor Kids does a really good job of that. Uh, and it's different. It's not like a lot of other rhythm games. The art style is also awesome. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed that. Oh, yeah. It's great. It's gorgeous. Uh, they have some hand-drawn scenes in between the levels. It's almost, really cool. it's almost like kind of somewhere in between like Parap of the Rapper and Elite Beat Agents. Mm-hmm. Like it has this really kind of like street yeah. hand-drawn chalk almost look to it. Yeah. It's cool. I think the comparison to Parap of the Rapper is very, very right on. Like It, it, it is similar to that. Yeah um more than any other game actually i can think of but yeah it's it's delightful it's a nice it's a nice game that i'm just playing to chill out at the end of the day Mm -hmm. it's like i i love music yeah so it's something that it speaks to me the music's really good in it Mm -hmm. uh which is important i think it's all made for the game which is also really cool Mm -hmm. um it's excellent it's 1999 yeah, that's the perfect price point, really. Yeah, so if you're into that sort of thing, yeah, I might have to review it because I don't think anyone else on staff would. But I'm gonna once I'm I progress further, I'll review the game. Yeah, I guess like my only downside to it, I mentioned you before the show started, was that like it'd be cool to have a multiplayer game because like yep. dance off movies and, and dance dance competitions are kind of like this trope. <laughs> and it would be kind of cool to like have a switch and pass the Joy-Con or pass a controller back and forth, like well, show me what you got, sort of thing. Yeah. But like otherwise, like the game on its own, it's almost it's almost like a puzzle game. You like you pick it up for a round, like how high a score can I get? Yeah. Put it down, and it, it speaks to my style of playing. Yeah. I want to pick up a game, play it for five minutes, put it down, be on my way. Yep. Nintendo Switch allows me to do that more than any other console. Yep. It does I'm allowed to do that more than any pc game right you know so it's Mm -hmm. just it that's why nintendo switch has continued to envelop my life yes and it's hard to not i I, you know i brought it i brought it to bed a couple times last week you know i was like i'll just play some polybridge before i go to sleep Mm -hmm. you know it's just it's so damn convenient it is you know so i i wanted to bring it up before we talked about the big topic of, of the week that nintendo switch is now celebrating its one year anniversary. Let's get we need a smash cake. A smash bros cake. A smash bros cake. Uh, yeah, one year anniversary. I can't man, I can't believe that. It's been a whole year. 
Do you remember? I remember a year ago, I guess. That means we were at GDC. That's right. And I took, I was done. I was there primarily to interview uh, Hugo Martin and Marty Stratton for our Doom Stairway to Badass feature. That's right. And then I left Thursday night, took a red eye from uh, San Jose back to Ohio. My mother-in-law picked me up at the airport and she's like, all right, I'll take you home. I'm like, ah, we swung by Best Buy on the strip. I picked up my Switch. Yep. Started playing Zelda that day. But I remember you stayed in California for a few days. That's right. Because back then we like we didn't know like the Switch was going to be this phenomenon. We were looking forward to it because we're self-admitted Nintendo fanboys. But I think if we knew... Oh, I had a meeting. I oh, had, you had I, meetings. Yeah, that's I, had, right. I had a meeting on Friday with the CEO of FIG. That's oh, that's right. I remember. Okay, I yeah. remember you stayed for some reason. Yeah, I, I interviewed the CEO of Fig, but you were like, oh, "I need my Switch." I, I, no, I'm, all, I was so torn. Yeah, because I'm like, I could leave and get my Switch on Friday, or I could leave and get my Switch on Saturday. Did you also pre-order from Best Buy? Yeah, I did. Okay, yeah, okay, I did. The thing was, I pre-ordered Zelda from the GameStop that used to where Funko Land used to be. Oh, okay. Cuz back okay. then, I didn't know if I was going to trust digital on Switch yet. Yeah, I was the same way. I was I was kind of all over the map. But Zelda came on Amazon, and that's the only game I own on a cartridge. It's still in there. Yeah, I'm it's never going to take mine out. It's the only game that I'm ever going to put in my Switch. Yep. I bought wisely i bought one two switch on cartridge cuz I knew that I was not going to want that game. I bought uh Bomberman on cartridge because okay. i knew i wasn't gonna want that game i bought binding of isaac on cartridge because it came with a really cool uh instruction manual it looked like the legend of zelda oh nice okay. so i just thought that was neat yeah that's neat um but because i have a 256 gig card now in my switch i sent all those cartridges to michael wang Okay, nice. Because he's like, hey, you got any cartridges? I'm like, yeah. Yep, there you and go. Cr- and congratulations to Michael. He beat Doom. Oh, nice. Did he play it on Switch? Yeah. Awesome. And he waited until they patched it with the update, and he said it worked great. Oh, for the motion controls? No, I mean, the motion controls were part of it, but there was an audio patch that was messed up. Oh, sure. Okay, yeah. There were a couple graphics glitches that were going on, so he waited, okay. but he did it. He said he had to use some shack guides and some shack hey, walkthroughs to do it. I wrote some of those. Yeah, so yeah, he uh, he appreciated the help. Yeah, I can't remember what le- what party got stuck on. It might have been the the cyber demon fight is tough. Nah. I mean it's fun. <laughs> it's fun. I remember he killed me a couple times. Was that after Lazarus Labs? I think Lazarus Labs was one of my favorite levels in that game. Yeah, I love that level. Did you get the BFG there? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was after, because I'm pretty sure you go into that fight. Yeah, I think he might be the hardest fight in the game. Yeah, which is appropriate. Like, to me, I always thought it was weird that Doom's three, uh, out of Doom's three episodes, the second episode ended with the Cyber Demon, where he's, like, the toughest, yeah, also scariest yeah. monster in that game. And best music. And best music, yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy he won. He, awesome. He Congrats so to Michael Wang. He's trading in the, the cartridge now. So he's going to... Pass it on. I think he might get Zelda, finally. Oh, my gosh. I know he hasn't played Zelda yet. It's a good time, though. So, yeah, because it's the one-year anniversary of Switch, it's the one-year anniversary of Zelda. And because this is the Shaq cast, we're going to talk about how great Zelda is. For Hell, the- yes, we are. Guys, Zelda's great. You should buy it. You should buy a Switch and buy Zelda and beat that game. 
Or maybe not, because you're a jerk like David. <laughs> but anyway. 135 hours and counting, princess. How's it going? She's still holding off pure evil yeah. with one hand. And she's done it for a century. Like, she's pretty You good wouldn't it. have the glider. Who am I? If her dad didn't say, save my daughter. And I was, I didn't put it, <laughs> he didn't give me, like, an ETA. He wasn't like, quick, she has an hour. He's a ghost. He doesn't know any better. Right. Spoilers, I yeah. guess. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Spoilers. Story in the Zelda game. <laughs> Come on. I mean, it's just an old guy who gives you a glider. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. At least you saved her horse, I guess. I do have her horse, and she's going to appreciate that horse. She's well, it's like a know. descendant. She like won't her horse even know. is dead because... She dead. won't even know. Uh, I'll so, tell her. I'll make sure to tell her. I kind of want to... Let's just, let's just say that we have a wish list for our uncle at Nintendo. Okay. So Switch's first year was great. Yes. Got a new Mario and a new Zelda, and Mario Kart 8 was great. Splatoon 2 was great. Um, you know, it was just a lot of stuff happened. It, yeah. was, it, was a, it was a good year for Nintendo. Yeah. It sold very well. It outsold Wii U in one, what took five years for Wii U. They did in one year. Yeah. Less you know, than that, Less right? than a year. Yeah. Nine months. Right. So congratulations to Nintendo. Yeah. But... I want, I want some games. I, I I need another year like this. Yeah. So it's like, what are some games that haven't been announced? Okay. That maybe won't even happen. I mean, that we can write wish list to our uncle at Nintendo. So I have some pie in the sky ideas, but let me start with two that I think will probably happen. Okay. I want Dark Souls 2 because I want Dark Souls 2 on everything. Mm-hmm. And I think it will happen because we're getting Dark Souls Remastered A and B, they announced the Dark Souls trilogy for PS4 in Japan. And if they're putting it for PS4, there's no reason they can't put the you know Dark Souls 2 and 3 on Switch. But they're not going to do a trilogy. I don't know. I don't think they'll do a pack. I think they'll release them separately, but that's fine. Yeah. They'd, probably, they'd be separate like executables anyway. So. Okay. Uh, and the second is... Diablo 3, which is looking very likely. Well, they backtracked that hype tweet. Did they? Re- oh, so. They said, so, we're not confirming anything. They saw our article, most likely. Oh, God, and they were I'm like, blizzard. we're not officially confirming anything. Yeah, and we're like. Right. So, for those who don't know, Blizzard posted this video of a Diablo light switch. Yeah. And they kept turning it on and off. Yeah. Like, come on. What the hell else is that going to mean? How are we supposed to see that? It's Diablo not Switch. Diablo on Switch confirmed. Yeah. Of course they're going to say that, but... Come on, Blizzard. Make some Switch games, for God's sake. Yeah, you know what? To me, the, the At most the very obvious, least, give us rock and roll racing. At the very least. Also, like that system is made for Hearthstone. It really is. You know, the benefit of CCGs, like physical cards, you can take them anywhere. Imagine a card game. Like That's the whole... That's the appeal of electronic ccgs you know carry hearthstone in your pocket on your switch yeah that's an obvious one um so yeah i'm not gonna i'm gonna throw out one that you might not expect me to throw okay kid icarus uh from 3ds yeah okay that uprising style with a proper controller scheme Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. would be great yeah i I thought uprising was great it's just controlled like poop yeah you know you had to hold, have a stand with the stylus. It was dumb. Yeah, was the like, way that the way that they did aiming in that game was terrible. Yeah. but the actual graphics were good. Do you remember? Uh, did you play Metroid Prime Hunters on DS? Yeah, 
where you like your yep. left hand you're using the d-pad and the l button it was almost like mouse and keyboard because that you know, the d-pad was like your move forward backward and strafe uh-huh. but then you use the stylus to like turn to aim it was it was a good game but it like my hands cramped after oh yeah like 20 minutes yeah. But you literally it was not possible to play kid icarus without using a stand Oh man, and I'm like, this is dumb. That's unfortunate. I mean, it was it was they you claimed that you could do it, but it was really uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, so I I was rather unimpressed with the gameplay con- like the controls for it, mm-hmm. but the actual game was good. Like I suffered through those controls to play that game. Mm-hmm. I always was like, man, if you could just give me Kid Icarus Uprising, like a new version of that game, yeah, with better controls, mm-hmm. that would be a cool, exciting game that no one's expecting. Yeah. And it doesn't. I don't think it would take a whole lot of dev time. You don't have to make it a Breath of the Wild scale game. It could yeah. be more of like a what we're seeing with Kirby Star Allies or what we're going to see with Yoshi. Mm-hmm. It could be one of those kind of games. Yeah, where it's not that deep, but it would be fun. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And you know who? You know who would do a really good job with it? Uh, was it Platinum? The guys that do Bayonetta? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I think they could kill it. That's a good pick. They could kill it with that. Um, so that's one for me. Okay. Um, obviously, I want F-Zero. Yeah, of course. A new one? I right. want a new F-Zero. What about an F-Zero collection for Switch? How about that? That 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 implies Virtual Console's dead. I mean, we're getting like Mega Man Collection, Street Fighter Collection, Nintendo's putting out SN old like Neo Geo games. On when the Nintendo eShop. has released their old stuff on Switch recently, it's been really poor value. Yeah. Like the Mario, whatever the hell they called it. They're going like old, old, like that yeah. old like arcade game version. Yeah. You know? They haven't released any yeah, of well, their first party like NES SNES no. games. So I don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, so that's why I, I'm not going to sign on for any collection nonsense for F-Zero. What I do want is Death Race from F-Zero X. Mm. Give me an HD remaster of that. That would be awesome. Here's what I like. I don't know if this would fit into a virtual console. We had a thread about that on Shack News, by the way. Yeah, that's right. We had a thread about F-Zero, guys, and I didn't bring it up. It wasn't no. me. It, I, it was not the OP. I but saw... I, I interacted with everyone in that thread. Including IE God, who's completely wrong. I saw that thread and I was like, Asif needs to know about Oh, there he is. Like you were already in the mix. You <laughs> were so happy. I was like, this is the best day ever. <laughs> I'm like what, my other, people. what other thread for a classic game came up this week? There was another one. There was F Zero and one other classic Duke? Maybe. Oh uh, well Ion Maiden. Yeah, Iron so, Maiden was yeah. very popular. Okay. I think those were the two. So that actually kind of segues into games I would like to see on Switch. Mm-hmm. Nintendo should work to release classic PC games. I'd like to see Doom 1, 2, and Final Doom mm-hmm. on Switch. Uh, someone has Linux Linux running on Switch, oh, and yeah, they yeah. have Doom 3 running. Doom, th- uh, well, Doom. Uh, the Switch is, is being hacked. Like People are getting homebrew yep. kits running. Mm-hmm. It's, it's happening. So that's happening on that end. But I want to see like official, like I want to see them. Yeah, I'd buy Doom. Yeah. I would buy Doom 1 and 2. Yeah, like old school PC games. Because they have like Nintendo, back going back as far as the Wii, they had mm-hmm. like, they had Neo Geo, they had Turbo Graphics, but they also had like arcade games, Commodore 64 games. It's yep. not all the realm of possibility that they move into like DOS territory. Yeah. You know? That's possible. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. Okay. Nintendogs. Yes. Why haven't they made another Nintendogs? 
Do you think was there ever like a Nintendo Cats? Because yeah, I, okay, it, it was Nintendo Dogs and Cats. They should just bundle it. Maybe even call it like Switch Pets or something. Yeah, you know. But that but, that's like the Switch seems like the prime, like prime home for like virtual pet type games. Right. There's one. Yep. Um, I, and I think that's something that they could get done this year. Mm-hmm. These are I, I'm trying to come up with things that I think are realistic to come out this year. Okay, yeah. Not just my pie in the sky, F Zero should be made this year. F Zero would just be an amazing surprise. It would. Yeah. That would shock the hell out of people. Mm -hmm. If it was beautiful and it ran on the Mario Kart 8 engine, yeah. It was a completely new racer that didn't have stupid blue shells. (laughs) Because come on. I know. The blue shell and the bullet bill and all the. That stuff is just so the lightning bolt. Come on, can turn those how do you items call off? that eraser? You could turn those items off. Okay, turn. Hey, this game's great when you don't play it. No, I I love all those items because <laughs> I'm a great Mario Kart player. No such thing. I know. It's RNG. Yeah, it it's is. RNG. The game. It is. They need to bring back F Zero for like you know, actual racing game racing. people. Yeah. yeah, you know, um, you know, another game. Mario uh, Soccer would be cool. Remember oh, Mario? Sure. What was that? Mario Strikers. Mario Strikers. Yeah. Mario Super. I think Mario Super Strikers and Mario Baseball. Yeah, Mario Sports in general could make a comeback. Mario Sports. Did you ever play Mario Three on Three Hoops DS game? That was fun. Yeah, it was a fun game. I'll play any Mario sport. Yeah, there should be a Mario Golf for Switch. Yeah, I know they announced tennis, but they need. I think they need to really go hard because they EA is not playing ball. So I remember there was this rumor of like a fighting game volleyball mashup in the Mario universe. You remember that rumor? No. No. Anyway, I want that game. Whatever the hell that was. But yeah, I think who owns Camelot? Do they still own them? Does Camelot exist anymore? Isn't Camelot, are they the ones putting out like old school Japanese arcade games on PS4? Who am I thinking of? Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Camelot used to make Mario Golf. Once upon okay, a time. Okay, then no, no, this is different than someone else. Anyway, whoever whoever makes those games or made those games, whoever made the 3DS Mario Golf, yeah. they should be working on a Mario Golf for Switch right now. Agreed. You know, um, that goes for, I understand tennis was the first one they're doing. But I think Mario sports are an obvious thing. Um, Those are like some... I kind of want to see them reach really deep into the IP war chest. Yeah. You know, and be like, here's... I know they're they're doing Tropical Freeze this year. So we're not going to get a new Donkey Kong game. Oh, is that port? Okay. Yeah, it's a port. I need to... I would probably get that. I missed that on Wii U. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So I, I I will get it. It the game's insanely hard. That's kind of the appeal. I've like I've heard that people talk it up for years. I have Donkey Kong Country Returns on 3DS. Uh huh. I just ha- I never played it or Tropical Freeze and yeah, Tropical Freeze is coming out this year, so that's gonna be cool. I think it's coming out actually rather rather soon. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna get that, but I I want them to do stuff with the IP that is just sitting there. Mm-hmm. So. Do something with, I don't know, like, it would be funny to see, like, uh, Ice Climbers or the Wrecking Crew. 
like some of those yeah. really old school kind of top like up like moving up the, platformers the sort of characters that you really only see in smash yeah they need to come back and, and have their own game again yeah yeah, ba- yeah i basically listed four of them i, I want yeah. i want kid icarus i want captain falcon i want uh yeah the ice climbers and the wrecking crew yeah i'm on board with that also punch out i was just gonna say i want a new punch out i didn't really like punch out Wii. no it was it was, it was more of a, a remake of punch out nes and i was like yeah that's fine i want a new one yeah i want to follow up to super punch out is really what i want do you want little mac to be the character of course okay so you still want mac yeah it's just who do you fight that's the thing like my problem with punch out Wii was it was it was a remake of the first game but it was a less racist version it, it, it was a less racist version but like <laughs> you look at super punch out because i mean piston honda i know but great that, but, tiger so but like soda popinski soda popinski's great but he's a russian stereotype of a drunk i know it was so racist it was the game was ridiculous von kaiser von kaiser tiger sing ali <laughs> yeah i know, I know. his name was but von they, kaiser dude, this is nintendo they could they could do it so here's what i want though he looked like hitler but i it was like you were boxing hitler I level know, two i know i love the game don't get me wrong that's great one of my they, favorite games ever 10 out of 10 club they'd have to uh no 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 no, Mm-mm. damn! You guys are so hard. Yeah, that's why we haven't got a single ten out of ten article out yet. I know. No I'm, one's written one. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want a Punch Out three because what Super Punch Out did was like it brought back I think Bald Bull, but and and Mister Mister Sandman. Mister Sandman. But otherwise, it was all new characters. That's what I think a new Punch Out needs to be. Like bring back you know, oh and Super Macho Man. Those three. Okay. Those are like the three touchstones. You bring back those three or some combination. Otherwise, you just come up with new characters. And I it's like a punch Don out Flamingo. Don Flamingo was cool. I, I like, like King Hippo. King Hippo's good. Yeah. I, I think King Hippo. I, I prefer. I like Glass Joe as the first guy. Glass Joe. Uh, and Gabby J, uh, the, su- the first guy in Super Punch Out. See, I'm a Super Punch Out fan. I think that's a better game. Mm. But like Punch Out One is great. The point is though, Punch Out We kind of failed for me because oh, it was totally. just a remake of that game. I've played that game. I want a new. I want a new Punch Out game. I want a Punch Out Three. No, I hear you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna get one, but that would be neat. Your Mario Sports suggestions made me think. Like, wouldn't it be cool? If Wii Sports came back, either as like Switch Sports or Mario Sports Resort, mm-hmm. where it's check this out. So you download like the base game, but like every like once or twice a year, they add a new sports game to it, and you pay like I don't know twenty thirty bucks premium price Nintendo. That's the, no Nintendo would rather just gouge us. I would fi- I'd be fine with one offs, but I feel like the Wii Sports idea still has some merit. Oh no, totally. I I think that's a great idea. But I just Nintendo think this. Wouldn't. I just think this Nintendo. This, by the way, your Pro Controller costs seventy dollars. Your Joy Cons cost eighty dollars. This Nintendo. Yeah. They're not like in the mood to give us stuff. No. They're like, oh, you're gonna pay for your Mario Nintendo's Tennis. Nintendo's not gonna, a charity. You're gonna pay for your Mario Golf. You're gonna pay yeah. for your Mario Soccer, boys. You're gonna pay for all this. You know they, and they never give you discounts on anything. You Play know? it so, loud. Yeah. I, I just I don't think they're they're gonna do that. Uh, but that would be cool, and I think Switch Sports would be a good thing. Yeah. Um, 
Because they, you know, with the with the Joy-Con, they could recreate that Wii situation of families in the living room playing sports games. Here's a game that should totally be on it right now. Hmm. The Witness. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great idea. How the hell is The Witness not on Switch? Jonathan Blow could do, like, a collection, like Braid and Witness. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. I don't get it. That game should be on there. It should. Uh, I, I love The Witness, and I haven't beaten it because it's on my PC. And I just don't sit that kind of game. I need to be able to play on my switch yeah. in that same kind of capacity that I'm playing uh polybridge or yeah. I'm playing a uh, Celeste even I'm, I'm with you. Uh, Cause it frustrates the hell out of you. You want to turn it off and yep. move away, you know? So it's mm-hmm. like, it fits that instant on capability of switch. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Those are, those are my, I, I think that's, those are strong. Those are, those are some of my suggestions to my uncle at Nintendo. Yeah. Dear Nintendo guy. You know what I might like to see? This is going pretty far back. New Duck Hunt uh, clay shooting mm-hmm. combo. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, something that uses the Switch controllers. Yeah. Because honestly, a year in, I'm not doing anything that innovative with my Joy-Cons. Nope. Now, granted, we haven't seen Labo yet. But I don't think Labo's for me. No. I think Labo's for kids. So it's like, no, give me, yeah, give me like a said, video game. Yeah, give you give give me a duck hunt. Yeah. Uh, this generation's duck hunt would be really good. Oh, there's there's another like they brought the duck hunt dog back in Smash and like you and I appreciate that, but kids are like who the hell is this? Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's been so long that they're like what is this? Yeah. Um yeah, I think that's uh, oh, here's a good one. I don't, but they're not out yet. But I'm gonna say it anyway. Astroneer. Astroneer. That's a good pick. You know what else? How about a new um, a Super Wario Land game? Anything Wario. Yeah, but I want a 2D platformer because again, like yeah. Mario Odyssey, it's fine. It's not really my thing. I want a 2D mario or wario platformer like with the graphics fidelity of the kirby game and you know how they're yeah. making these they're making yeah. these ue4 yes. side scrollers yes a ue4 wario side scroller would be outstanding yeah oh man yeah i all over that day one by yep i love wario wario is cool one of the best characters they got what that's what you- that's what we're saying is like hey crack open your vault yeah and start giving us these games yep you know, because and and make them, make them smaller, make them forty dollar games instead of sixty dollar games. Yeah, you don't have to make everything scope of Breath of the Wild, or yeah. Mario or Mario Odyssey. Yeah, you know, you can make smaller games, and I think that's what we're gonna see with Kirby, and I think that's what we're gonna see with Yoshi. I'm a little surprised and disappointed that hasn't happened yet because one of my theories for the Switch when it came out was that you know they could kind of price games to either be like triple a console games or around the 3ds like 35 40 dollars yes yeah. but they're really other than indies that are like 10 bucks 20 bucks 30 bucks nintendo's like going straight for the the highest price ceiling they can mm-hmm. which is you know people are paying it but i just kind of wanted to see a little bit more of a scale yep i guess i'll do one last one okay we talked about this a couple weeks ago I'd like to see a Star Fox game. Star Fox Zero is still too... It's too fresh. It's too soon. Then just give me Star Fox 64 HD remaster. Again. 
Okay. Like a port of the <laughs> 3DS version? Yeah. Okay. I get I could I'd be down for that. Give it to me again. Yeah. Give it to me again. Give me 64 ports. Yeah. Give me F0X. Give me 60 and you know Donkey Kong 64. Mario. Ocarina of Time. Yeah. There you go. Conquer's bad for a day. Mm. That one probably I don't know, almost more for the historical value. It's not a good game. That's really bad. But Yeah. I don't to be honest with you, I have trouble going back to a lot of uh first gen three D platformers. Yeah. I can still play Mario sixty four because that game is just always mechanically sound. And it, I think it's also muscle memory. Muscle memory, but also like that game. They didn't do anything too crazy with the graphics. They used no. a lot of primary color. So that game, like, it, it looks simple, but it doesn't look bad. Yeah. In the way that, like, I'm going to just say it, like, Banjo-Kazooie hasn't really held up that no. well. Donkey Kong 64 doesn't look that great either. No. I but was never really... I know you liked that game. It was never... Eh. I liked it. Like, I'm not saying... I don't think it was bad, but that was kind of this generation where I was like... You know what? Not every game needs to go 3D. Like I hate, <laughs> I hate Mega Man Legends. I understand that. I just give me a 2D Mega Man game. I feel the same with like Castlevania 64. I think coming, terrible. it was a very bold move to come off of the Donkey Kong Country series. Yeah, and do that. They certainly opened it up and did a lot of cool new things. But I understand. I felt like my main dig on and it's not I'm not nominating for the 10 out of 10 club or anything. Like I'd mm. probably give it an 8 or a 7. But it what I liked about it was it was a very large world for its time. What yeah. sucked about it is it kind of got like collectitis. <coughs> well, there, yeah. There were too many things to collect. They took the Banjo-Kazooie formula and went too far. You know? Yeah. And it doesn't surprise me that shortly after that, the relationship with Nintendo soured, you know, and yeah, it, it's just, it's sad because we could have seen something amazing if it's, Rare was on Switch right now. It's kind of, yeah, it, and it's kind of weird too, because it's almost like their platformers kind of went downhill a little. I mean, I'm probably, we're probably in the minority because like Banjo-Kazooie is beloved for whatever reason. But it's like, a good game. It is a good game, but I don't think it holds up in the same way that a Mario 64 or a Perfect Dark does. What I was going to say is I think that they kind of migrate into making classic console-based first-person shooters Yeah, at that time. Um, so, like, even as I kind of lost interest in platformers, which was mostly me because I don't really care for 3D platformers that much, yeah. I, I was all over GoldenEye. I loved that game. Oh, me too. Yeah, that's my favorite rare game on the sixty-four. Yeah, easily. It, it easily. was groundbreaking. Yeah, and it was the game that everyone had and everyone played. We'd go over to my friend's house and all four of us would play. We'd huddle around a CRT and have our fourth of the screen, and we would play the hell out of that. I kind of feel like GoldenEye is to Wolfenstein 3D as Halo is to Doom. Obviously, like. GoldenEye has multiplayer. Wolfenstein didn't. But what I mean is a lot of people overlooked GoldenEye as soon as Halo came out because it was just like that much more refined. Mm -hmm. The GoldenEye, the template was there. You know? For me, what made Halo different was they brought online multiplayer into the game. Yeah. It wasn't... The, it, the split screen had been done. It was just better processor, better RAM. Of course, it's going to run better. N64 ran like poop. You know, talking about yeah. holding up. Yeah. Goldeneye 
is a horrible game in 2018. It, oh, it is. <laughs> but even then, I would say, like, relative to Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark should never have been on the N64. Yeah. That game was so far ahead of its time. Yeah. Playing Perfect Dark on N64 with the memory pack add-on mm-hmm. inserted still felt like playing Quake 2 on, like, a Pentium 90 PC. Yeah. It just never ran well. I feel like that game didn't really come into its own until the Xbox Live Arcade port. Yeah. Uh, yeah. See, you know what game I don't want on Switch? Quake Champions. No, I'm... I'm. We're going to have a... Sometime in the next year, we're going to do a special episode of the Shackcast just called Quake Champions in Crisis. <laughs> it... it. Yeah, I think if not for id being id and backed by Bethesda, it would be. It's in crisis. And, I mean, the whole thing is, like, people, whenever you say that, the fans are like, well, it's still in early access. I'm like, nothing's really going to change. No, it, my problem is not, it's not getting better. No. The the fundamental problems I have with the game are not being addressed. Matchmaking and, is yeah. still just... I would play more of that game if not for the abysmal matchmaking. Me too. I, I would. I would... I. I actually think the actual game is fine. Yeah. It's just the time in between games is terrible. Yeah, the actual game is just like Quake Live with a nice modern paint job. But also with those hero powers. Yeah. But I I don't know. Again, the absence of bots means I can't really learn the maps and learn the mechanics on my own time. Yep. And the matchmaking is just... a. There's no excuse for that. Any other company than id would be getting raked over the coals. Yeah. But because they are, they have, they have said, Tim Willett said, this is for our Quake Pro players. If not for that demographic, they would be fucked. Because mm-hmm. that game is just embarrassing. It's it's embarrassing the matchmaking. Yeah, it's awful. Yeah, we've tried streaming it a couple times, and it's just the the lulls it, that you get. It's boring because like out of an hour, you get like three, maybe four matches. Three. And that's ridiculous. Yeah, three if you're lucky. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a problem. I don't want that. No. I don't need that on my Switch. Nope. Uh, I want more indies to come to Switch. That's not. That's going to keep happening. Um, I don't think you need to encourage that even. Uh, do you think we're going to get into like... Uh, it might be already happening to a point. Like a shovelware. Oh, we're already there. We're there. There's so much poop on the eShop. And this is, this is the problem. We should write an article about this. Uh, f- digital storefronts. And yeah. how you never go to them just to browse nope i only go to them to search i immediately go to the search function nobody yeah. is going to d- the discovery of content on steam on i on ios app store on google play on switch and on switch is terrible I, actually out of all of them playstation does the best job yeah here's the thing i think the switch the eShop, is so bad because nintendo has never interneted just, they've never interneted like their eShop interfaces suck like the wii u interface was terrible but there are only like eight games on that system so it wasn't hard to find them yeah and i say that as, a, as someone who loves this Wii. <laughs> I, I love the wii u library but like there were eight games it wasn't the problem you know no what, one was though? making games for them the wii the wii eShop channel the wii shop was yeah. actually pretty solid because it was very bare bones. It was almost like sterile, mm-hmm. but it was just like, what category do you want? Like, even if you go to virtual concert, they're like, what platform? Yep. What category? Here's an alphabetical list yeah. or search. Like, it was really clean and efficient. Yeah. That and ever since a, then. That was a solid database. It was. Um, yeah, it's gotten messier, and the eShop is a, is a big mess. Yeah. 
I did see that you can now listen to the Nintendo Power podcast directly from your Switch. That's cool. That's kind of neat. Mm-hmm. But they still haven't figured out discoverability. And that sucks for indies. Because if you have a cool indie game, you're getting lost on that storefront now. Yeah. So it's it's really becoming... It's becoming, It's always been a big deal to get the media to cover your game. But yeah, more so now than ever. Because yep. no one is going to the eShop just to browse. It's the iTunes store problem. It's getting harder and harder to be discovered unless you are... Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when like PopCap was on iTunes store. It was almost cheating because like it's PopCap... Yeah, of course they're gonna suck up all that attention, and now you have you have indie games like you know when um, when Yacht Club Games upgrades uh, Shovel Knight this year with the King of Cards expansion, it's like they're gonna get attention and they're gonna deserve it, but it's gonna be that much harder for you know the mom and pop indie developers out there to get exposure. Yep, because I when Polybridge launched for Switch, I didn't even notice. I yeah, didn't, I, yeah, I was like, oh crap, it's out here. I'm gonna get it. Yeah, you know? so it's. I think that's the challenge for indies on Switch. Um, but yeah, I, I guess that would be the last wish from my, from my uncle uh, at Nintendo. Would so, be yeah, it's a good wish list. Fix the interneting. Yep. Learn how to internet. Learn how to internet. Make the eShop better and tell us how the hell I'm in it. I've bought F-Zero on every virtual console ever given to me. I will buy a, I'll buy that stupid and I even have it emulated on the stupid SNES classic over there. Mm-hmm. What's cool about it is I can play it with the SNES controller though. So it is now my favorite way to play F Zero. Oh nice. I have to say yeah. SNES classic with F Zero on it. Oh solid. Yep. But I think what we're gonna see, because Nintendo is run by a pimp essentially. <laughs> K- Kimishima san is essentially a pimp. He's like, put it in my pocket. Yeah. We're going to see an N64 classic before we see Virtual Console. Oh, yeah, that's probably this year, right? Yeah. Or a Game Boy classic. I feel like the Game Boy classic is probably something I would be more interested in because a lot of the games I feel are essential that that, that kind of define the N64, mm-hmm. again, are tied up. Like, you're not going to... yeah. For an N64 classic to launch without GoldenEye is not an N64 classic. Yeah. Like, yes, I'll get Mario 64, I'll get Smash, I'll get Ocarina of Time. Ocarina of Time still, you know, considered among the best games ever made. So is GoldenEye. Yeah. And to not have that, like, are you telling me... If I buy an N64 classic, I'm going to get four controllers to that thing and have a LAN party. Well, a LAN party is, you know... <laughs> a couch co-op party yeah, with sure. Goldeneye, but it won't be on there. So that's a good point. Yeah, so I think maybe we'll see a classic console from them before we get the virtual console. But let me be clear, I will buy it, whatever they put out. I love I Game Boy; that was my first handheld. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, but I, I would probably be more excited about a Game Boy Classic at this point. So get this: my parents wouldn't let me get a Game Boy. Really? They, they said it was a fad. Hmm. And I'm like, you guys suck. <laughs> I was like, you're horrible people, and you don't get anything. Didn't the Game Boy outsell the NES? Eventually? It did. Like, it was ridiculously well selling. Yeah, that's one hell of a trend or yeah, fad. Yeah. yeah, I was like, yeah, fad. By the time, I think I had, I had saved enough money to get a Game Boy Advance when it came out, and then I traded in my Advance for an Advance SP. Mm-hmm. Because the Advance sucks. Oh, the Advance SP is just beautiful. Hardware. Advance SP might be like my favorite 
portable they've ever made. Yeah. That'd be a good list. Yes, it would. Top 10 portable device. DS Lite, though. That's yeah. a sexy device. I remember I had a DS, yep. and that thing was ugly. Mm-hmm. But I got a DS Lite the day I got new Super Mario Brothers. That game, that game was gorgeous, and the screen was just bright, mm-hmm. and the handheld was just sleek. I sexy. did like the DS a lot too. Yeah, I don't know, it's tough. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I no, I never had a Game Boy. Let me tell you this: I was deprived. So I would buy Game Boy Classic yeah. day one. Yeah, it'd be a Tetris machine. Hell yes! And the, the whole thing with them was like, "What are you gonna play on it?" I'm like, "I want to play Tetris." They're like you have Tetris for NES, like not Game Boy Tetris. I'm like, oh, a portable Game Boy. Like, you don't need it. And their whole thing was like, you have to remember, these are like immigrant parents that would lock my consoles oh, yeah, away yeah, from yeah, me yeah, to yeah. punish me. You know, so they're like, "You don't need this." It was like, yeah. shaking my fist at my parents. But yeah, it, so yeah, I had Tetris on my NES. And that was how I played it. But, man, Tetris a version, too. But you know what? The awesome thing about the Game Boy version. And like, if you want portable Tetris, like, I have Puyo Puyo Tetris for Switch, and it's great. I know. But I think you could make a case for the Game Boy version being the best because there's no frills. You don't have, like, the quick drop. You don't have reserve blocks. It's just you and whatever block is floating down. You don't have all these crutches mm-hmm. of the modern incarnations to rely on. And there's something to be said for that. Yeah. It takes more skill than to know that you can't be like, oh, just put that Z piece up in the holding box. Yeah. You know? No, for sure. Yeah, so now, but if they do release a classic Game Boy, though, that would be a day one purchase. Uh, yeah, I, I just think there are more games that aren't tied up in legal hell, like... I would want Tetris. I'd want Super Mario Land one and two. And I think was Super Mario was there a Super Mario Land three or is that when they pivoted to Wario Land? I think that might I think be. that was Wario Land. Yeah. Uh, Konami put out a lot of great Game Boy games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ninja Turtles games, Batman games. Yeah, there's a ton of stuff that you could put on a Game Boy. And console. you could fit. The, they were small as hell. I was just gonna say my issue with the classics so far is they went from 30 NES games to 21 yeah. SNES games. I feel like they need like 50 or 60 Game Boy games. Yeah, for it to be worth it? Yeah. Easily. I don't want 20 be, or 30. It has to be like that. $59, 50 games. Yep. And then it's it would fly off the shelf. Yep. Yeah, you get Mar- if you get, you know, you get your proper Mario's and your proper Zelda's and your your Tetris's. Oh yeah, Link's Awakening. Oh, Metroid 2. Yep. Almost every major Nintendo IP at that point that was at a point when every every uh, IP was still represented. It wasn't until N sixty four when they started like there was no Metroid on sixty four. Yeah, you know what the hell was that about? I don't know. Like Metroid never really did well in Japan, so they just kind of started to ignore that. They farmed it out and retro. Right. Retro Metroid Prime is also one of the best games ever made. Okay, so, so do you think this Metroid's gonna suck or it will be good? It'll be good. Yeah, yeah. That's they, why they're sticking with Metroid Prime Four rather than doing. All they showed new. us was the number four. That's what I'm saying, though. It's part of a franchise. The other three were good. This one will follow the same formula, and it will be good. Mm. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, it'll be good. Oh, oh, one more. And these are games that don't exist. Okay. Super Zelda Maker. I want to be right. Yeah. No, Legend of Zelda. Link to the Past, Link's Awakening. That's like for 2D yeah. Zeldas, yeah. Only 2D Zeldas. Okay, wait, how about this? Legend of Zelda 1, Link to the Past, Link's Awakening, Link Between Worlds. Yeah. There's your four. Those are your four skins. Yeah. Just like they did... Oh, I said four skins. Uh, just like they did on uh, <laughs> Wii U. 
I know. I'm like 10 years old. Uh, anyway. Late. But yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like they did on Wii U with Mario Maker, yeah. you had different skins for the levels. And it's really, it's really well-rounded. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, well-rounded. Yeah. So you could do that. But wait, do you would you make dungeons, overworlds, or both? I think you could do a dungeon maker. Start there and like yeah. roll out an expansion for Yeah. Early. I think you start with a dungeon maker and then maybe you allow for overworld creation. I feel like the the only reason they'd limit that is because people might start making Zelda campaigns and feel like they don't need to play. Like people would buy a new 2D Zelda. But one of the reasons they limited Mario Maker's toolset is like if Nintendo ever puts out a new 2D Mario game, they want people buying that game. Yeah. But yeah, like I think you start with dungeons, but then imagine like they could cap it. Like, okay, you can make an overworld that can't be any bigger than this. It can there can only be yeah. four dungeons. But like then you're trading campaigns and it would be awesome. Yep. It would be awesome. So yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm on board with that. That was my one more my one That's, more wish. That is that is a day one buy for me. Right? I think I want that more than anything else we've talked about and all that stuff sounds awesome to me right yeah Th- this to me is like the that's a pretty it, good wish list actually if they you know i'm, I'm a huge nintendo fanboy, yeah, but if they released that yeah dude this would be a hell of a year for nintendo this this would be like <laughs> we we you and i would be the pugnacious ones in the battle royale at the end of the year again fighting for yeah. zelda maker zelda maker that's it the year's over yeah everybody it, else go home i know right like who cares it's, about it's, god of war we got done. zelda maker yeah you're uh, yeah. done yeah so that that's that wraps up our switch anniversary now i'm all list. excited about zelda maker and it doesn't exist damn it I'm sorry yeah I had been excited about Zelda Maker since Mario Maker came out. Yeah, I was like, guys, I was too. I remember I tweeted out, I'm like, guys, Super Zelda Maker. And then I was like, guys, Super Metroid Maker. That would be tougher to do. I know. I think I think you're right. Like, you start small, start with dungeons, and then they roll out like an overworld expansion. Yeah. But they cap it. Because yeah. if you let people go too big, like, most of those will suck. Mm-hmm. So just don't let them go too wild with it. Yep yeah but man it could be so much it fun. could be a lot of fun that would be and it would be a great streaming game mm-hmm. just saying nintendo yep take See my ya. money nintendo that's how we can abbreviate the segment Nintendo, yeah. take our money you know iron maiden should be on switch mm-hmm. i'm just gonna say it yeah i would have already played it by now if it was on switch you would have <laughs> that's the sad part that's, that's the one genre that like uh, while i do want more first person shooters on switch like to me the only option is like i'm playing that on pc first because that's how it's meant to be played i know you're a keyboard and mouse guy i'm not oh yeah we've gone the, into this really because like we're both old school quake players would you play that on n64 get out of here no i i that was a long time ago that was when I was yeah. I was a, I was a young man. You're a young man without gray hairs on yeah, your face. Yeah, without gray facial hair and without arthritis, like without. I'm telling you, when I got in that car accident, it changed how my hands react to keyboard yeah, and mouse. That's sessions. right. That's right. I do remember. So that I just uh, I my wrist can't handle long sessions of PC gaming. Yeah. So I have to play with an Xbox controller. Okay. So a game like Hunt, Hunt Showdown that doesn't support it. I'm like, great. I'll, I'll play a game, keyboard and mouse. It's not like you forget how to play keyboard and mouse. Right, right, right. I'll play Counter-Strike with a keyboard and mouse. But I'll play Quake with a keyboard and mouse. It's not as comfortable. No, it's yeah. not as comfortable. I get that. Okay, and I'm not right. going to... But proper games where like you need to play a certain way, I will. But Doom? I beat Doom with a controller. On PC? Yeah. I know. 
I know. I know. Okay. All right. I know. <laughs> I like how you're not defending yourself. You're just like, yeah, I know, but I know it happens. So I'm just saying, like, yeah. it, it, okay, it, I'm not the only one. I know there's other people out there, but yeah, I remember I was streaming Doom for the Game of the Year deliberations, and someone's like, "Wait a second, is Asif playing this with a controller on stream?" And they, it was like there was like a thread about. It. Uh, oh man, I, send me that thread. I missed that. <laughs> I can't. I have to Google that shit. Oh man. Uh, but yeah, so that wraps up our Switch conversation, though. I love Nintendo Switch. It's great. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Nintendo Switch and you- Zelda. And Zelda, yeah. Breath of the Wild, our Shaq News Game of the Year 2017. I love that game. Yep. I want everyone in the world to play that game. It's important. Bill LaVoy started it. He finally started it. Did he? Yeah. About damn time. But that poor man, he's been like grinding in Destiny 2 and Monster Hunter. Yeah, I mean, we just make him play these terrible games. Yeah. It's not even that they're terrible. It's, it's games that I think would get tedious really fast. Oh, yeah. Because you're forced to like grind and shit for strategy guides. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he yeah, yeah. he is playing a lot of, of, of games yeah. that I know he would rather not play. So, but yeah, when he's like Witcher 3 is great, I'm like, play Breath of the Wild. Yep. And he's like, you should play Witcher 3. I'm Witcher like, 3 is not a video game. It's... Okay. If it's not a video game, I should be able to play it rather easily, right? Yeah. So I guess I should try it. But uh, let me ask you this. How many great video games have controls so terrible that they have to be... that they Like a reconfiguration has to be patched in? Well, not many. And I'm not knocking Witcher 3. I'm just saying... Can you believe that got game of the year? Anyone who says Witcher 3 is a game of the year, if you ask them why, their first response will be like, well, the story. And I'm like, okay, so it's a great story, but like as a game, it's just like serviceable. Yep. Not a, like Witcher, Witcher, the Witcher games are great. I loved that first one. It's really the only one I've played in any real amount of time. But like as video games, like the video game elements of them is the, the weakest parts. Yep. So, I mean, I we're just in enough shitting on Witcher. And enough, yeah. Enough praise for Zelda, Nintendo. Oh, there's never enough, but I see what I, you mean. I, for for this episode, for this episode, okay. You know, Bad Kitty's throwing up in her mouth. At this oh, point. Bad Kitty, we love you. You're she's fine. just jealous. She wants a switch. She she's needs a jelly. switch. Yeah, we need to get her a switch. Yeah, that's really what boils down to. I'm not saying you're, I'm not implying any haterade on the no. part of Bad Kitty. She's wonderful. Bad Kitty's great. Um, so yeah, let's pivot to another discussion about. You know, it's our game trader market segment. All right. So this week in the market, Donald Trump announced <laughs> that he was going to impose a tariff on steel and aluminum, this and it caused the market to crash. What? But that's a great idea, Asif. It's a horrible idea, and it's not going to do anything to help anyone. And oh, by the way, guess who gets all of their steel and aluminum from overseas? Tell me. Ford. Okay. Uh, they make cars. Sure. Um, but it's not so bad. It's only them, right? No. Uh, guess what's made with aluminum? Pretty much every. Well, everything, vehicles. but also also yeah. MacBook Pros. Oh, MacBook Pros. Uh, didn't I hear like Harley Davidson? Yeah, like, everything. Get, yeah, yeah. Basically everything. Yep. Um, the real problem here is that the president is talking about trade wars. Mm-hmm. Actually using the phrase trade war. He said they're easy. They're easy. And they're easy to win. 
the problem is, and what I think the market's saying in this in its recent drop, and then late Friday it recovered some of the loss, is that we're now worried about the retaliation. Yeah. Because if we're going to put tariffs on China, for instance, what's to stop China from saying, oh yeah, every Xbox One and iPhone X and whatever other products that you stupid Americans buy from us, we're going to put a tariff on that. What's going to stop China from doing that? That's the problem with a trade war is when the other other side retaliates. And I think that's what the fear was. Yeah. The other thing is, this is a president who talks about policy before any of his policymakers have had any time to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. And it goes back to what I was saying, uncertainty. It's just funny because a few weeks ago you're like, it's really interesting that you mentioned how the market and politics are tied. Yeah. This is a perfect example. Yeah. Because on Thursday afternoon, the market started tanking. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. And then I look at, I'm like, oh, Trump. He said something really, really dumb about tariffs. Yeah. And I look yeah, over. You have to be specific. Yeah. Yeah, I had to be specific. He said something dumb about guns this week, too. Yeah. But I. <laughs> So I, I I I look over and I have a Facebook on my watch list because I hate Facebook. Sure. Whenever they're going down, I want to short them. Mm-hmm. I'm like they're down like eight dollars in like thirty minutes, and I'm like, what the fuck does aluminum have to do with Facebook? Yeah. That shows you how broken this market is. Everything's correlated. Whenever Trump scares the market, mm-hmm. and we had another sell-off. If you bought it, if you bought the bottom this morning, you made a decent amount of money. Yeah, and that's what's been going on: panic, sell off, buy it, sell, and then trade. Right. But it, it's it's an up and down market. Uh, I did exit. Here's a game trader update. In uh, January last year, I wrote an article that said why I sold Apple today. Yeah. In that article, I explained this trade that I put on, where I bought call options the right to buy the stock at 120 dollars a share which was i sold at 121 so i paid 16 dollars for that right to buy there apple was at 178 on monday morning and warren buffett announced that he had bought more apple in the last year than anything else i used that as an opportunity to get out of that position mm-hmm. so i took another gain in apple i, I bought those for 16 dollars. i sold them for 60 dollars and 50 cents mm-hmm uh, in like a little over a year. So that's a 270% gain in a time where Apple stock, it was up less than a hundred. Mm. It, it was basically up 50% in that time. Yeah. So that shows you the power of options. Mm-hmm. So I did buy some more options in Apple that expire in 2020. These are not what you call in the money. At the time when I bought the 120 calls, the stock was trading at 121. Mm-hmm. So it meant that I was buying it for a price less than where it was trading. Yeah. In this case, I'm speculating that Apple will go to 240 a share. So I bought enough options to replace that same share position. Mm-hmm. And it's a speculative position, but I took basically $8 off the table and reinvested one. Hmm. So it's, it was a way to de-risk my portfolio. Right. So my large company portfolio, I now have 50% cash. So when the market tanked on Thursday, because remind you, I did that on Monday. Right? Oh, yeah, it was okay. the second, lar- second largest investment gain I've ever had in my life. Yeah. Uh, 
so when the market crashes, I'm just laughing because I'm sitting here in cash all of a sudden. I'm like, oh no, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right, horrible. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I like, I, I'm ready for this. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Is like, just if you, I own like five stocks, you know, and then cash, and I'm very concentrated in Nintendo. Mm-hmm. That's like my largest holding now. Uh, so it's just, it's just funny because I'm just like, this is such a mess. And it's going to continue. This year is just going to be up and down and all over the place. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, this week was a perfect example of how the president and politics can directly imp- impact the stock market. Because mm-hmm. if he didn't open his big yeah, dumb that's... orange mouth and mm-hmm. say tariff and trade wars are great and, and easy, easy, yeah, the market wouldn't have crashed. <laughs> and it's just, uh, you know... It's every day with this guy. Yep. Uh, so the yeah. Day of the week that ends in Y. Yep. So why did we elect Trump? Yep. Yeah. So that was interesting. Some other news uh, on the private side of things. Our friends at Gamer Network were acquired this week. Yeah. And that's that comprises uh, quite a few sites. Mm-hmm. That's gamesindustry.biz, my old stomping grounds. Right. Uh, that's Eurogamer. Yeah. That's Digital Foundry. That's RPS, Rock, Rock Paper Shotgun. Shotgun, which was acquired by them last year. Mm-hmm. That's US Gamer, and that's VG uh, VG two four seven. Yeah. Damn. I didn't realize VG two four seven was. That's also Gamer Network. So what does this what does this mean? I mean, we're we're losing like once again. It's just conglomerates, right? Well, it's Reed Pop acquiring gamer network yeah and i read the press release and they're talking about mainly acquiring them because of egx which is an expo that Eurogamer throws over in europe mm-hmm. they do egx and egx rezzed mm-hmm. so it's kind of like read pop is the company that throws packs okay yeah read pop works with penny arcade on packs penny arcade is separate from read pop mm-hmm. but read pop runs the packs convention okay I think they bought this mainly because of EGX, mm-hmm. not necessarily because of the websites. Okay. So what this means, because I look back at uh, a website I really respect that had two really, really reputable text journalists was Recode.net. A few years ago, they were acquired by Vox. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of their content has merged with The Verge. And they bought Recode because recode holds these events called code conference code media it's like sixty five hundred dollars a head to buy a ticket to these things Mm -hmm. they made more money from the events than they did the websites yeah so i think this is just another example where a website network or a website is being acquired because not necessarily their website but because of what they're making on the event side of things right that that being said Digital Foundry makes excellent content. Mm-hmm. They were the best. Yeah, Eurogamer is excellent. Yep, they do amazing work. So I'm not I'm not gonna poop on their whole network. And I've written for their sites. So I, I have friends that still write for GamesIndustry.biz. Um, but I what I what I think is, if you were a new company, and you looked at the redundancies across that website portfolio. I worry about some of the smaller sites in the network yeah. because there's a lot of overlap. Right. Um, and then a company that's more interested in throwing events 
might not value that the same way yeah. that a, a company like us would, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, I feel bad for the folks at RPS because they've been acquired twice now in the last year. Yeah. You know, they were acquired by Gamer Network and now they're being acquired by ReadPop. Yeah. So I think it's just, it's going to be a challenging thing from, uh, for the folks over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. Because you're right. Now there's one less. That's one less independently owned uh, website. Yep. Or network of websites, and right. I mean it's it, and a huge one at that. Like it's kind of amazing what Rupert, you know, Rupert Loman, the the owner, the CEO of uh, Gamer Network. Uh, I, I've met him a few times. What he's done is amazing. Uh, you know, 18 years to grow that network to where it is today. Like I congratulate him, but I just worry about the future for the smaller sites there because mm-hmm. I don't see a whole lot. Of, and it's no offense to either of the writers. I just think the coverage universe is very similar between VG two four seven and US Gamer, and yeah. there and there's definitely some overlap with RPS as well. I think what we talk about Kotaku having their voice, RPS has their voice too. Yeah. But the problem is you lose that when multiple writers leave. Yeah, and their founders have both left yeah. in the last year, mm-hmm. and I just I wonder if this n- another change in management could lead to more turnover. I think RPS's big advantage, in addition to their voice, is that they're PC focused. Mm-hmm. Like you know, they don't cast as wide of a net. They're very focused on PC games. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Like there's some redundancy among you know your your Eurogamer VG twenty four seven and uh, US Gamer, particularly the latter two. You know. Yeah, because I think you can live in a world where you have Eurogamer and then you have a US focused site. Yeah. But to have two to yeah. really do the same thing. Yeah. I, I don't I don't see a whole lot different between I know there's different people working for them, but Well, but yeah, I mean the thing is, like I would say out of those two, if I'm if I'm, you know, the head of this this company, this conglomerate, I look at US Gamer, I'm like, well, Eurogamer, US Gamer, there's like a brand Mm-hmm. There, yeah, no name, which makes VG two four seven kind of the outlier. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think VG two four seven does a great job. They do. Oh, I'm, that's, got, this is completely yeah. like you know soulless. Yeah, I'm if a, we're I'm just looking at it from a company, beans, yeah, you know, yeah, if we're just looking at it from the acquiring company standpoint, yeah, it is worrisome. The other question I have is how long until it's called PAX Europe? Yeah, instead of EGX, right? That's my other question. Mm-hmm. It's like how long until they start branding stuff packs, right? Because that I think that's what this acquisition was about. Uh-huh. So we're announcing ShackCon again. I don't know. Uh, we're yeah, gonna, yeah, we're, yeah, we're yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. going to do some events. I think what I I was honestly just thinking about doing it. You know, we we talked about the seniors tour. Uh-huh. I'm going to do this. Yeah, I am now the commissioner of the Shack Champions tour. Okay, and I'm going to just. I don't know. What do you think the first... I, I want to do a tournament for Duke Nukem 3D. That's a good idea. You know? Yeah. Like, see who's the best at Duke. Yeah. We can do them around here. We could. If we go with old school games, we can have lower end PCs to run. Yeah, and potentially more people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, we don't need, like... I'm not trying to compete with the CSGOs and Overwatch leagues of the world. Mm-hmm. I want to make... Like, uh, I don't know, like NFL Blitz tournaments. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. let's go old school. Let's Ooh, not just be, 2000. let's not just be, 
old people playing new games. Right. Let's be old people playing old games. Yes. I'm for that. For my money. Yeah. Dance. <laughs> the emperor says dance. The emperor says dance for my money. But yeah, I mean, there's. I think there's. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of like that theme. You know, it's interesting. On the right? old school games. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that was the thought that kind of came across my mind this week when I was when I saw the. Because I'm like, well, if companies are being valued because of events, I better start throwing events. Mm-hmm. That's that was, true. Yeah. That was that was my takeaway. Yeah, that's true. And I think if you look at our E3, that's like our big event now, is our live stream events at E3. Yeah, know? that's yeah, that's true. Like to uh, to me, that's the closest thing we have to a code conference. Right. And then we're gonna be doing more more stuff like that. But I think actually having independent events, yeah, where we are embracing our shack battle culture, I think is important. Yeah, I agree. I think that's something that's like kind of part of us. Yeah. So it's not, it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel inorganic. I've hosted a Quake tournament on Twitch. We've done Rocket League tournaments, you know, we've done these things online. Mm -hmm. But if we start having like Cleveland invitationals for for old school games, I think we'll get a decent turnout. You start throwing money at things and people appear out of anywhere. If you tell someone they could win 10 grand playing a Duke Nukem game in a weekend, yeah, they're, they're gonna show up. Sure, it's kind of if you build it, they will come scenario right now. I think so. Yeah, but I think that's an area like I'm not trying to start. I'm not trying to start a Shack Packs or like Shack E3. Yeah, it's. I'm not trying to start specific focus. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I think our thing is esports. Yeah, and our thing is our history. Right, and if we can just celebrate games that we love with tournaments, it could end up really well. Yeah, I think it ended really cool and like I dig that. Yeah, so I think that's that's kind of the that was the thing that my takeaway from this acquisition was that for my site to continue to have value mm-hmm. beyond page views, beyond unique visitors, yeah, you have to have events as part of it to demonstrate value. Mm-hmm. I think that's something that we learned this week. Yeah. I think that's something that was reaffirmed this week because I saw it with Recode. Because we get more we get more YouTube views than Recode. We have more subs than them. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way. Oh, yes. This is great. <laughs> so completely other news. YouTube made me reminded me of this. Yeah. We have more YouTube subscribers at Shack News than, drum roll, the Cleveland Browns. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> Yeah, dude. What do you think of that? I'm not surprised. Suck it, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> they are they are sucking it. Isn't that amazing? They are doing that. They've been around since forever. Yep. And yet, no one wants to watch their YouTube channel. No. It's a depressing YouTube channel. They've won one game in 32 attempts. I mean, it's it's bad. Nope. No, you don't go to there's no point in going to their YouTube channel. There's nothing... Uh, I did. How do you think I found this out? Well, you did. I, here's the thing. I don't sub. <laughs> like, uh, good man. I don't sub to that channel. What about the Cavs YouTube channel? I don't sub to their channel either. Okay. There, I. The thing about the Cavs YouTube, it's actually Fox Sports Ohio that does that stuff. Ah. And I prefer going to Cavs.com. Okay. So you can watch stuff. They have like an HTML5 browser-based uh, carousel for their videos. Yeah. 
So they go there after a game, and you can watch LeBron's interview. You can watch Coach Lou. You can watch whoever you want. Mm-hmm. So I usually do it that way because uh, there's also a lag time from when the interviews air to when they make it up on the Fox Sports YouTube. So you can find the interviews fastest on Cavs.com, and it works well on mobile. So that's how I go watch my Cavs. I do follow them on Twitter. I don't follow the Cleveland Browns on Twitter. <laughs> no. Again, no reason. No need. But I love my Browns. Yeah. And I was I was watching. Uh, it was an interview at the Combine, right? This is where all the college athletes get together uh, to do, like, bench pressing and... They run the 40-yard dash. They do their medical tests. It's a place where all college athletes who are entering the draft are tested, basically. Mm-hmm. So our GM, our new general manager, Dorsey, is at the event. Okay. So he was talking about the draft picks, and he was like, we're open for business. I'm like, you can't trade. We have the first and the fourth pick this year. You can't trade away the first pick. You got just pick someone. I think here's the thing. we Our problem is quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. We've had like 50 quarterbacks in the last, I don't know how many years. Yeah. Draft two of them. Draft two quarterbacks. You don't know if you're going to get one right or not. Yeah. yeah. Draft two. That's my strategy here. Or don't draft any. Or just draft a running back and a, and a, a lineman or something. Those, mm-hmm. are, those are two guys that look really good. There's this guy, Saquon Barkley. Everyone says is really good. So another running back, Sony Mitchell, who I think is really good. If we can get him later, I would get him. But it's like I know the Browns. We're gonna screw this up. Yeah. Like there's this guy Baker Mayfield that ever, that everyone's like, oh man, he's like Cleveland Browns quarterback written all over him. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem with him. He's for, he played in Oklahoma. So he's from the South. I don't want anyone from the South playing in Cleveland in January. It's freaking yeah, cold here. Yeah, not you need someone who's well. battle tested in the Midwest. Yeah, agreed. You know, it's just like I don't. I need a guy who can actually handle negative two degree weather. Right. You know, and I just don't think that's the guy. He also is like, he was like grabbing his crotch and like flipping people off on national TV. Mm, like he's just not the that. guy. We already went through that with Johnny Manziel. Yeah. We don't need another one of those. Right. So like, that's the guy that everyone in Cleveland's like, oh, we're gonna draft. I'm like, yeah, we're gonna screw this up again. Right. And then we'll be back here next year talking about how how many more subs we have than them. But I thought that was kind of funny. The Shaq News has more YouTube subs than the Cleveland Browns. No, I like that. That's great. Suck at Cleveland Browns. <laughs> no, I, I love the Browns, but they're they're just so, so, so terrible. Yeah. But yeah, I was on that channel. I I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I, I was watching. But yeah, it was a pitiful amount of views. Yeah. <laughs> like no one gives a crap about them. Nope. This is a this is a LeBron town right now. Yeah. But if he leaves, watch those subs increase. Or the or the city of Cleveland just falls into Lake Erie. Yeah. Like I think the California that, situation just like drops just, into the lake. It's just like thunk. Like this key bank building just tips over. Yeah. I think that would basically be what happens. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was about I think that was all the the hot points that we had for the week i think so it was a action-packed week it actually was yeah um especially because our president's an idiot and he, he says really stupid things all the time the fun never stops yeah so can't wait to see what the next outrage will be yeah um but yeah this this week was you know 
I'd say pretty good. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. And yeah, Shack News had tremendous growth in February. It was 30% up in unique visitors and yeah. page views. Yeah. The highest unique visitors since uh, 2015. Yeah, 2015. Sometime in 2015, yeah. And that's, that was the only time since 2012 that we had hit that number. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's basically the second highest unique visitors in a month since 2012 and it happened in february the shortest month of the year yeah that's awesome yeah so that's even more impressive mm-hmm. so yeah i think we we got things going the right way now yeah uh i'll do my usual uh, i guess i should do my soapbox do it because we have a lot of content coming out on march 3rd for the switch anniversary that's right uh if you're on the internet which you probably are because you're listening to us through a series of tubes. That's right. And you're sharing information like a tweet or you're liking something on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Click the link. Yeah. Read the article. Listen to the podcast. Watch the video. It helps you become a more read, a more informed reader or c- consumer of information. Yes. It helps the writer or the content creator because it gives them that extra page view or video view. But it also helps you prevent fake news. And that's a huge problem these days. Yeah. Yeah. So click the link, read the article, then share it or then decide, you know what? Hey, this is, this might be fake. Go find another source. Go to another website you might trust. Make sure that it's not BS Mm -hmm. and then share it. Yes. And, you know, thank you guys for liking our stuff on, on, uh, on Twitter and all that stuff where you can find us at shack news right mm-hmm. you can find us on uh, twitch.tv slash shack news and YouTube. we're we're on youtube at slash shack news game because <laughs> there's a some jerk has slash shack news yeah and then also gamer hub tv slash gamer hub videos on youtube we're on facebook like if you want to go there i'm uh, good i'm good too yeah um that's i mean stay tuned to the site for some switch content yeah there's saturday there's switch content coming out yeah um i would do kind of a weird one more thing okay i i got some really bad news today oh yeah it's fucked up news man like i i kind of i didn't bring it up when you got here Oh, this is the first time hearing it. Yeah, this is your first time hearing it. I I tweeted about it, but a lot of people didn't notice. I just kind of, I just tweeted one thing about it. So, yeah, I got a call this afternoon from one of my friends I went to University of Houston with. And another one of our friends, Ryan Sparkman, who, like, you know, I met him in 2004 when I graduated from Michigan. I went down there to learn. I went down there to take my accounting stuff. Mm -hmm. So we were both going to business school together. He was in restaurant management. I was in accounting stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, but we both went to the Bauer School of Business at University of Houston. Uh, apparently, a few years ago, he was diagnosed with cancer. He didn't tell anyone uh-huh. at all, uh, except for his family, I guess. Uh-huh. And he has a daughter. He has a daughter, a son, and a, a wife. So last night, he passed away. And no one knew he was even sick and this is a guy he was like an ox dude he's like a big dude like you wouldn't i wouldn't have thought it i saw him 
probably a year and a half ago. Okay. It was totally random. I was on. We were literally. He he lived in Sugarland, where my parents live, where my brother lives, and uh, he worked there too. And we we just he pulled up to next to me, on just on the street. And he rolled down his window. He's like, awesome. And it was just funny. It's total <laughs> random occurrence that we even saw each other mm-hmm. on the side. Just on a, it was on a busy street, you yeah, know, like a yeah. busier street. It's just funny. It was the last time I saw him. Wow. Um, but yeah, we used to go frisbee golfing together. He, we called his style of frisbee golfing octopus style because he could throw backhand and forehand ambidextrously. Oh, wow. And overhand. That's, oh, this guy wow. was an athlete, man. Yeah, that's this guy impressive. was a really talented athlete, and yeah. like it, our group of friends, it was like four of us that were super into frisbee golf, and like we used to go every weekend or every other day. Uh, we had the, we created a belt called the Tostitos Fiesta Belt, mm-hmm. and you know it was all about <laughs> like who had the belt. That was a big thing with us. Yeah, see, it was a really good friend of mine. You know, and like when I I, I mean I I lived for, in Houston from 2004 to 2008. And then I moved uh, 2008 to 2010 to L.A. 2010 to 2014, I lived in Texas again. So, you know, I had been around him for like eight years. And my family's down there. So, I, you know, whenever I was down there, I would, we would try to run into each other or whatever. Yeah. So it's just weird, man, to like know that someone was gone uh, yeah. and just not not know. Yeah. You know, like I if if you know... You can tell someone like thank you, yeah, for because like honestly, man, like he was the what the one story that comes to mind. It must have been like New Year's, either two thousand five or six or seven. I can't remember. Um, we were in downtown Houston. This was when I was living in downtown Houston, and you know it was we we're out at a bar. Uh, Ryan used to work. He was like a bouncer at a couple of bars. So we're at one of the bars he used to bounce at. We're leaving. It's after New Year's, right? It's like one o'clock. So there's people. Houston has these uh, outdoor patios, right? So there was like a fence. You know, it's like cemented into the ground and stuff. Mm-hmm. So we're walking out. Everyone's kind of drunk or whatever. These two girls are like high-fiving us as we walk out. So I'm like, high-five, high-five. And the guy behind them high-fives me, but he grabs my hand. And he won't let go. So I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. Do we got a problem here? All right. And this is happening as we're exiting, right? So there's cops and police. There's cops and bouncers around. Mind you, Ryan worked there. Okay. So I'm a big guy. I'm, yeah. not, I'm a non-confrontational guy, but when you're trying to attack me, essentially, like you're not letting go of my arm, Right. I pulled the guy over the fence. Right, because I was like, "Let yeah. go of me!" And I threw. He basically looked like I threw him onto the cement. Yeah, and he's like getting up in my face. By then, Ryan had already got the cops to to arrest the dude. He had like yeah. he stopped this guy from fucking fucking me up. Yeah, and it's remember like he's that guy. He was that good person. Yeah, and it's just so damn sad to hear that he's gone. Yeah, and to hear that he's got two little kids and his wife that just are in really bad shape mm-hmm. he was their rock financially yeah and then for the last year like he couldn't work it's just it's a fucking nightmare and i just i i don't know what we're gonna do my friends were telling me that she does they're having a wake but she doesn't want anyone to go there like 
you know she mm. just wants her pri- they they want their privacy as a family yeah and the friends like we want to do something to celebrate his life like it's just i don't know like we're gonna try to do a gofundme for her or something mm-hmm. it's just it's just such a sad situation oh. and it was just like it had been weighing on me all day it's just kind of been this thing that i was like because i wrote that dk article today and i was just like that's why when i when i sent it to you i'm like i don't know if this ain't good <laughs> like i just yeah. had this like when you have a cloud over you like that you can't really you don't know how to feel no but i wanted to mention it on the show just because i care about him a lot i think he was a great person it sucks when people are gone like that it sucks when you can't say goodbye to someone and i my best friend is a cancer survivor he had colon cancer adam adam krauss had he had colon cancer when he was 26 and he survived you know he's Mm -hmm. gonna be 38 this year he's Mm -hmm. got a little girl but it just shows you how fragile life is man yeah and you know just be grateful for every day of your life yeah and be kind to people do what's right Mm -hmm. be more like ryan yeah you know and that's why today his death has it's reverberated around all sorts of people you know he made an impression on a ton of people you know he, I, I remember he used to he used to bartend at texans games you know he was he did whatever you know and what the thing about him he changed when he had his daughter like he when his first his first kid he, he used to party he used to drink you know he'd do whatever yeah completely stopped everything the moment that he knew he was having a kid uh-huh. and it changed him and he really was driven yeah he had started his own business he was doing things it just sucks man life is very difficult yeah it throws things at you like that and uh so yeah i wanted to say something about that before we signed off but um well i'm I'm sorry to hear about your friend he sounded like a model human being and, and certainly a good role model like not always well, but, but you know, he's but a human like, being. Yeah, he, he, exactly. Like counted, he had your back. Exactly. He was a human being, and he was just deep, you know, at his soul, at his core, mm-hmm. he was a good person. Yeah. Good people make mistakes. Yep. You know, but that doesn't mean you're a bad person. You know, deep down, he was in the right. He was a good person. He knew what was right. And he was just funny. He was funny. I remember... For, here's a video game story about Ryan. Okay. Uh, I had just got the Wii. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is 2006. So, yeah, the most sought-after item at the time. We're partying and, like, you know, I I had him over. I was living in the townhouse at the time in Houston. And they he came over. First time ever Wii bowling. He threw the remote at the TV. Oh, man. And I'm like, Ryan, what are you doing? No. He's like, I thought you were supposed to throw it. Oh, he did it on purpose? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Mind you, like I said, there's party going on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, it, we. my TV was almost one of those first oh, we yeah. remote in the center of the TV pictures. Yeah, dude, that's hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, the first time we ever went oh, Wii Bowling, he threw the he threw my Wii Mote and I yelled at him. That's great. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> But yeah, that's how that's how long ago I, I met him, you know, yeah. and he was a great person. It's yeah. just a, it's a sad day, but uh, 
that's life, man. Life is tough. Mm -hmm. And just, you know, don't take it for granted. No. You know, it's like, don't worry. Like, if, if you feel like you're not where you're supposed to be at in your career, in your life, in your relationships, don't let that shit get you down. Right. You know, just be thankful mm-hmm. that you're alive. Yeah. You know, be thankful that, you know, you have loved ones that you can still talk to. Yeah. You know, it's that that's the key. That's what I've learned. Because, like, I made a shit ton of money this week. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like, I don't care. It's just about, it's about life. It's about your friends. Yeah. You know, and I just, it's, it's, it was really sad news. I didn't, I, it was, there's about an hour today where I just was kind of paralyzed. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is, it's not right. Yeah. Because, yeah, my friend who was calling me, like, we're still really close, but like, these are my boys in Houston, you know, and I haven't All lived right. in Houston since, uh, 2014 yeah yeah so you know because i i went back but like i I haven't lived in i haven't like lived there for four years Mm -hmm. so when i get a call from one of them i'm like huh yeah but then he was like call me call me call me i was like oh shit something something really wrong has happened yeah so i don't know if i'm gonna make it down there but i'm gonna try um yeah but it's just it's just weird that's it's way too young i think he was 30 I think he was 36 or 38. I can't oh, remember. He was around. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like He's our age. Mm-hmm. It's not like this was... And I'm not saying cancer is ever... Like, fuck cancer. Yeah. Fuck you, cancer. Yep. Like, it just... I don't know. But... I want... It's a weird way to end the show, but I wanted to honor my friend. Sure. You I'm know? glad you did. I'm glad you shared the story. Yeah, it's a weird Sound one. like a cool guy. Yeah, he was a great person. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, please review us on all the different podcast platforms. It helps us get up on the rankings. We will soon be the number one video game podcast in the known universe. That's right. Including other universes maybe parallel universes sure you don't know shark multiverse the shark cast in the shark universe that's right the shock cast in the shock (laughs) universe the shaquille cast in the shaquille universe shack news yeah we'll be everywhere and uh so yeah go out there and do it for shack news
Dora.